Hello again and welcome to the newest episode of the Theater Enthusiast and Other Things podcast. Our next guest on the podcast, I this is literally our first time meeting. First time. We're kind of like quote unquote introduced via like Facebook Messenger <laughs> by a mutual friend of ours, Elliot. Um, but you know, like without further ado, let's give it up for Tim Robuto. Did I say it right? Robuto, yeah. Tim Robuto! Yay! Oh, this isn't loud enough. Louder! Yeah. Louder, people! <laughs> Thank you! Oh my god, they're going crazy they're for going you! They're going nuts for me. Now what? Now applause died down. Well, you are like a, an award-winning... They stop so quickly. <laughs> well, they tend to. You're, you are an award-winning actor, which we will uh, get into. Recently, yes. Which is very just exciting. The last we can year. just talk about it. So, sure. Tim, you... So, I... I did a little research on you, okay. and, you know, I don't know you that well because, again, this is, like, our first time, like, officially, officially meeting, but you've been working pretty steadily for, like, um, 10, 15 years? I mean, I started acting when I was five years old, but so, that was, like... two years ago. So, two years ago. Uh, no. Out of <laughs> that would be That would be, like, 30 years ago, and, uh, that, that was a lot of, you know, a lot of community theater and regional theater, and then, um... Well, let's start. Where little, are you from? I'm from Brooklyn. I'm still Brooklyn. born, Brooklyn, born, raised, still living. Do you live in Brooklyn? Yep. We're not saying where, though, because no. we don't want people to we stop don't, you. We don't want the paparazzi to show <laughs> No photos, guys. Stop it. No, I do live. I do. I've always lived in Brooklyn. Oh, just really quickly, because I'm currently drinking out of it, and I feel like I always forget. As always, the hot priest candle is lit. I'm not drinking out of a candle, <laughs> but I am drinking out of my hot priest mug. Tim, tell the kids at home what you're drinking out of. I'm drinking out of an Angels in America mug. Which is another repeat mug. I don't have as many theater mugs as I learned that Tim has. I have a huge collection yeah. of but theater mugs. But read the back. Okay, the back says, Fuck you, I'm a prophet. <laughs> you know, that's how I feel in my daily life. I am a little psychic, actually. I but... love it. I don't have this mug. We know what I have. I have, like, the souvenir cups that I got my soda in when I went to yeah. see it. Well, I went to see Pretty Woman, which is my guilty pleasure musical. Is and it? people are like, why are you seeing it? And I'm like, leave me alone. I saw it seven times. Oh. No shame. But no I also, shame. like, Go for it. I also got to meet Adam Pascal, which oh, was, like, yeah. He's huge, great. Which was a huge deal for me. And then after I met him, I went across the street and I hysterically cried. <laughs> because he was, like, one of the Broadway people. Like, you know, there's, like, very specific people that you need to meet. Sure, absolutely. And he was one of them. And yeah. I even had his, like, first CD model prisoner that somebody yeah, gifted, yeah, yeah, yeah. gifted me in mm-hmm. eighth grade. I was a big Aida head, so I yeah. get it. That's where my love for him yeah. started. And so I actually brought the CD with me for him to sign. Uh-huh. And he did. That's it was so, so great. Cool. And there, I have the photo of him and I framed in my room. I love it. Again, it's a very big deal that I met him. And um, they have this website, Cameo, which maybe you should join. Oh, yes. Where, I've heard of Cameo. Yeah, so, I have a few friends on Cameo. Yeah. So I like planted the seed in my friend's head. I'm like, you know, Adam Pascal is on Cameo. And so for my birthday, she got me Adam Pascal. That's great. I don't know who would buy my Cameo yet. We'll see. Well, you have like a big <laughs> Instagram following. Yeah. And I also think it, like, depends on how much... Like, there's this one actor who... I don't want to, like, name names because I don't want to say, like, whether or not they're worth that amount of money. Uh-huh. Because this also... I also, like, really like this actor. It's, like, nothing against him or her. It's a him. Um, <laughs> but my friend, she got a promotion at her old job. And I'm like, ooh, let me get her a cameo. And he was originally $15. And then cut to, like, a few months later, she gets a new job. And I, like, do... I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should get the same person to do a cameo. No, it's like 50 bucks. Oh, I would never charge 50 bucks. Not yeah. yet. Well, Adam Pascal Mine would be is like only... five bucks right now. Yeah, maybe 10. Adam Pascal <laughs> is 30, to which my friend is like, he can charge so much more Yeah, money. he can charge more than that. Yeah, there are certain people who are like, 
it's really interesting to see how much they like charge people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just find that interesting. And I'm like, but are you really? I'm like, yeah, it makes sense that you are that much. Yeah, I have I have friends on there. My friend Joshua Colley is on there, mm-hmm. and uh, on Lisa Vanderpool I mean, and Jenna Lee Green. I. I have a friend who's friends with her. With Annalisa? Yeah. She lived with me for, yeah, like that's for, six, so Raven, for six months. Right? We lived together. Yeah, from That's So Raven? Yes. Yeah, my friend is, my friend Tall is name dropping. Um, she's actually very good friends with her. She's she's mentioned him. Her? Her. I've she's heard that Tal name before? before. I've heard yeah, Tall before. Tall Tallulah Fox. I've heard the name Tall before. Yeah. We lived she, together for a while. Yeah, Tall's one of my very good friends from college. Yeah. If she was in New York, I would have her come on yeah, the she's podcast. Yeah, she's not anymore. No. She's back in LA. Well, now I met my friend Tall, not oh. Anna. I've never met. Although she, Alice is back in LA too. Yeah. Well, she's doing the That's So Raven the reboot. Reboot. Mm-hmm. I will say though, I was working at a hotel because I work in hotels, and she actually like walked into the lobby and she was like across my desk. I'm like, and she was on the phone, but I'm like, I wonder if I should say something to her that we have a mutual friend. She would love but that. I didn't. No, she's very sweet. I didn't. I did see a show with her once because we were just in the mezzanine together, seeing the same show. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so you're from Brooklyn. You did community theater. Yeah, a lot of community theater and then some regional theater and then um, a couple of smaller things in, mm-hmm. in film. Like uh, when I was 12, I did a very small bit part in a Woody Allen movie. Which one? Uh, Deconstructing Harry. Do you, like, now that all of that stuff that came out about him, which is like mm-hmm. he said, she said, and there was like whatever, do you feel bad that you were in a Woody Allen movie now? Um, I never really thought about it because it's not like what pops up number one thing that pops up when you mm-hmm. google me but um i'm the first one to admit that when i was on that set because i was only on that set for maybe three days mm-hmm. i'm the first one to admit that he was a nut job and a crazy person to work for and just absolutely bonkers and but it was my first film job mm-hmm. so i didn't say a word and, and I you just, were 12 i was 12 yeah he was crazy though he yeah. was crazy so i don't really feel i was 12 i don't really feel bad for being in a movie i didn't i didn't yeah i mean better. you were 12 <laughs> i I, just, I don't know i mean well getting on the woody allen like it just sucks because some of his movies are just really good and yeah this movie, i agree some of his movies are very yeah, good i was actually watching it the other day it was on and i love vicky christina barcelona yep. i actually own it on dvd i think i also own match point and match point he wasn't actually in but it was such a departure from like all of his other yes. types of films yes and spoiler alert, but, like, the lead actor literally gets away with murder. Mm-hmm. And I just... It was such a good movie. And then he followed it up with, like, Vicky Christina Barcelona. Which and is I also think, different from his normal yeah, style. Yeah, and I had... To, and so it was, like, Blue Jasmine was kind of, like, the Bernie Madoff case meets um, Streetcar. And I have to say, like, he writes parts where, like, women win awards. Win Oscars. Yeah. Absolutely. I loved Mighty Aphrodite. It's one of my favorite comedies. I didn't actually sing that. Oh, it's so funny. I know that Mira Sorvino. Mira Sorvino won her Oscar for it. She was so funny. Yeah, and like Diane Weiss won an Oscar for like... Bullets over Broadway, which is great. Yeah, and then you had like Benela Bicruz. Benela Bicruz. Benela Bicruz. Benela Bicruz's first line in that movie is vodka. Vodka. It was vodka. I have vodka in my freezer if you want. Oh. I'm not a big drinker. I mean, I have all of this wine. There's a lot of wine. Yeah, I have a holiday party every year and I... Up until like 10 years ago, I was like, nobody bring anything. Everyone it's brings wine. No, no, no. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> the story is, because <clears throat> I would also like get the cheap wine from the grocery store that's not yeah. like real wine. Too much. One year I had like a mental breakdown while like frosting a cake and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And like everybody's fine with like bringing things. And mm-hmm. well, they say bring like a food or drink for you to share. And you know, a lot of times people bring wine and it just accumulates over the years. 
Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of, I, I know. I get it. I always bring wine to parties. Yeah. That it's never just, gets drunk. It's just easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm also, like, not a big drinker. And then, like, if... I'm, I like, can't cook, so I bring wine. Yeah. No, also, at the same time, too, I'm like, well, what if I, like, open a bottle of wine and have a glass? And then, like, this entire big bottle of wine is going to be empty because I'm not going for a second yeah. glass. That's why I'd rather just, like, if I'm out at, a, like, a restaurant or something, then I'll have wine. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. a good, like, glass of red wine. A Cabernet. Yeah. I like more of a sweet side. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really that picky with my wine. Yeah, I don't like dry. I, I do like it. Yeah. But... I have a guy friend who really likes wine, and so, like, whenever we go out to, like, eat and I want wine, I'll be like, what wine am I getting? <laughs> and he'll be like, and then he'll, like, look at the menu, and he takes his, like, wine and cheese very seriously. Oh, no, not me. And... I'm like, house red, that's my favorite. Yeah. Like, whatever's cheaper under the bar. <laughs> exactly. Or I'll just be like, ooh, look, a sugary cocktail. The last time, no, I had, like, vodka lemonade the other day, but when I went out for my birthday in January, I had, like, four pomegranate martinis. Well, oh, well, I was just in South Carolina for a film festival. Mm-hmm. And that was, a, in South Carolina, there's nothing to do but drink at mm. night. It's a beautiful town. We went to Buford. And, but me and, like, all the film people were just yeah. every single night, like, yeah. sweet tea, vodka, and yeah. just, like, all the fun. Actually, I have sweet tea, um, vodka yes. right now. Yes. I don't, you know, this is how bad I am with alcohol. This bottle is probably, like, five years old. Yeah, it looks a little dusty. So, is the vodka still good, though? Um, I'm not an expert. Yeah, if anybody knows, let me know. If anybody because knows, I really, because it... I really, I mean, the bottle is dusty, but it doesn't mean that the <laughs> that doesn't mean the inside is. That's yeah, true. You know what I tried to we do? We can once? always try it and see if we die. <laughs> I tried to, like, collect snow and then put the vodka in it to see if I can make, like, a snow vodka lemonade. It didn't work. Oh, um, no. <laughs> It just melted it. Anyway, so now that we're, like, we get sidetracked a lot in this That's um, fine. Me too. I get it, sidetracked in life. <laughs> it's a story of my life. That's why we're, like, now friends. I feel like you and I... We're going to yeah. be, like, best friends now. We're the same. I'm an inner gay man and a strong black woman, yes. so it's fine. Mostly the inner gay man thing. <laughs> I love musical theater, guys, and I'm obsessed with guys. I'm I'm just on, like, a Harry Styles kick for the past, like, month. Harry Styles. He's so nice to look at. He's very nice to look at. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. We just talk about Harry Styles, really. This is now a podcast about Harry Styles. No, welcome to the podcast about Harry Edward Styles. It's sad <laughs> that I know this. But here's also the other thing. Like, one of my best friends, she finds him very hot, too. And, like, I can talk to her about my Harry Styles thing, because she gets it. And uh, I'm like, ooh, his concert... And she's like, yeah, I think he's hot, but, like, I don't want to sit at his concert. And then I'm watching, like, all of these clips on, like, Instagram with, like, all of his friends. And I'm like, I'm in my 30s. I don't <laughs> want to deal with them. <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, like, in our in our age bracket, because you're, I'm 33 or 35, mm-hmm. you know, that was the era of, like, the Backstreet Boys. And oh, yeah. I and, love the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, so, like, we were. I went were, to their concert. Me, too. And I was also, like, obsessed with O-Town. O-Town. Yes, Liquid James. Yeah. Um. Jesse McCartney, which band, which band was that that he, he was? He Jesse McCartney was not in a band. He was so. They no, but they had a band. He had a band beforehand. Yeah. yeah, look it up because one of the kids from that band, which I can't think of the name of right now, went to college with me. Oh, interesting. Well, then Jesse, ugh, Google, Jesse McCartney, boy band. Okay, Dream Street. Dream That's Street. right. Dream Street. That's what Dream one of the kids Street. from Dream Street went to college with me. Frankie was his name, Earth and we were in the same dorm. I have no idea where yeah. he is now. All right, so now that we're, I know, like, <laughs> Harry Styles really. Hi, Frankie. Like, Hi, Frankie. <laughs> um, just like Harry, I just I feel bad being like I don't have the patience for them, but also at the same time, like if he was around when I was that age, like you know the teeny bopper age, like mm-hmm. then I would be like. Hi! 
You know, I don't know. Also, just, like, have no money to spend on anything. <laughs> and then he's doing, like, two concerts at, like, Madison Square Garden on Halloween, and I'm just like... Wait, Jesse McCartney? No, 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 oh, Harry, Harry Styles. Styles. I was like, I'm Jesse like, do I really want to go? Yeah, might rather, be fun. I don't, it might be. We'll see. But I also said to my friend, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be into Harry Styles by October. Maybe by I, October you'll be done. Yeah, by October I might be on to, like, someone else, you know? I, it takes me a very long time to realize that I love an artist enough to, um, when I know I love them enough, that's going to be a forever thing. I'll tattoo a lyric of them on my body. What? Uh, and so far, I only have two. Which are? Which are? Liquid Dreams by O Town. Actually, boys, no. Every a... six seconds by O Town. <laughs> a lot of their songs were very sexual. Oh, well, a lot of boys. Even songs the, are. no, but like even like the song they did for the Doctor Doolittle movie. We fit together. I want to go all night. Ain't no stop until the breaking of the... I like how this what podcast is song that, like, about you the, anymore. Aaliyah had that song on that Dr. Doolittle album, right? I don't remember that song. That old... Oh, yeah. the little baby going... Oh, yeah. I remember. I started to sing it, and then I was like, no, that's Destiny's Child. That's totally Aaliyah. Well, no, the song I was... I have Alanis Morissette, You Live, You Learn. Um, so I'm assuming you've seen Jag a Little Pill? First preview, yes. Perfect. And then I have Pink, Don't Let Me Get Me. Nice. I'm going to the first preview of How I Learned to Drive, because mm. if people have been consistently listening to this podcast, they know it's a very big deal, because I directed that show in college. Oh, you did? Okay. And it's a very big deal. Also, and I saw like the off-Broadway revival like six times. Yeah, my best friend said that's the thing he's most excited to see. I'm most excited about that in company. And then um, I really like this British band named Keen. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, so they're actually going to be at the Beacon on oh, the 28th. And nice. I spent a lot of money on my ticket. And I'm in... I just saw Alanis for the 10th time at yeah. the Apollo. Yeah. And spent a lot of money on my ticket. I saw see my guest last week, Tara. She just saw Jag a Little Pill, and that's the show she talked about at the end of the podcast. And she was just like... It's great. Conv- it's I have beautiful. to see it. It's beautiful. I could have seen it. And I have it. my buddy Derek's in it as well. Cool. I I um I could have seen it. I had um, availability through work to see it. They mm-hmm. gave out free tickets, but I'm like, motherfucker! I just bought tickets to see Macbeth with Corey Stahl. Which, oh, that was a thing. Yep, that was. <laughs> I didn't hear about that one. It was that classic stage company? Oh, I also just like really love Corey Stahl. He's just like weirdly sexy to me. Fuck it, he's just sexy. Okay. And his wife was in the show with him. Hmm. I just thought the show was kind of boring, but that doesn't mean that the cast wasn't very good. Right. I didn't get like it wasn't until like towards the end where like Malcolm they were talking to Malcolm, and then I was like, oh, now I'm interested. And luckily, the show was only an hour and a half. Yeah, Macbeth is one of the shorter plays I've yeah. seen a couple. Well, of I think they also cut a lot of stuff out. Normally Shakespeare is like three hours. Oh yeah, they're doing Hamlet, or they... even longer. Like Hamlet is four Hamlet's and a half. like th- well, the production that Andrew Scott, aka the priest, aka hot priest, did in London. Ironically, I was in London three years ago when they were doing it, and I'm like, I can't sit through Hamlet. And like, of course, now I'm obsessed with Andrew Scott. Uh, I saw the Jude Law one on Broadway. I saw it too. He was the only good. Part he was of the only good show. part of it. I'm sorry. No, it was and that so Gugu, that actress, was, Gugu. Oh, the one who played uh, Lady uh, uh, Ophelia. Lady Ophelia was bonkers. <laughs> but I will say, like, she's doing. She has a very successful career now. And okay. what's interesting is that um, Andrew Garfield is now like Andrew Garfield. But when I was in college, I worked at a theater called the Schimmel, where they film inside the actor's studio. Uh-huh. And so I worked, and I was an usher there, so, like, the events when they needed usher, I would work. So 
they had the Tribeca, the, I can't speak English apparently, the Tribeca Film Festival down there. Yeah. And they had this movie called Boy A, and oh, Andrew yeah, Scott was that. in it. Not Andrew Scott, I'm sorry. Andrew Garfield was in it. And I was like, who is this beautiful man? And so, like, I would Google him, and he actually did a production of Romeo and Juliet as Romeo and that Goo Goo. I, oh, I'm I don't remember her name. Her name and it, no, her first name is Goo Goo. Goo Goo. Yeah, Goo Goo Mont. Great, great name. Mont. I'm going to butcher it. But um, she played Juliet opposite as Romeo. So okay. I kind of like always remember that. And then when they announced him as Spider-Man, I was like, oh, it's the guy from Boy A. (laughs) And then when I went to see Angels in America for the second time, I actually ran into a family friend of mine, or like a friend of mine, and she was with her aunt, and her aunt likes to stage doors. I'm like, I'll stage door with you. And I'm like, oh, I can tell Andrew Garfield, like, I've been a fan of his since, like, Boy A. And I was like, I always wanted to, like, meet you and tell you I've been a fan of yours since Boy A. And he's like, oh, wow, thank you. But, you know, it was like... The stage door happened, and then you just, and then they like closed. So it was a line, and then everybody came out to sign, and there was Andrew Garfield's time, um, time to come out. So they like moved the barricades more to like a triangle, and you oh, can just see yeah. everybody go. Whoosh. Yeah. But like as soon as like he signed, everybody left. Right. So it wasn't like standing there. Right. You know. I haven't stage doored in so long. Well, the last I time I stage doored was, I haven't really stage doors since college, but, like, there's certain people I will. Um, and I, the last time I did it was to meet Laura Linney. Mm. I, um, mm-hmm. My name is Lucy Barton. And I met her before, and I cried, and she touched my elbows. Ugh. And I, I cried again when I met her, like a, like a fool, but it's fine because I love her. And I was the only one at the stage door waiting wow. for Laura Linney, except me and an autograph seeker. Aww. So she was like, motherfucker. They don't like them. Well, like, she's a very... And the autograph seeker was actually really nice. But I was like, why are you here to ruin my Laura Linney moment? And I was like crying. You need your moment. You need your moment. And then I said to him, I'm like, do you want to like, because I even asked for a photo. And I was like, do you guys want to like, you know, do your thing and so I can collect myself? And they were like, oh, no, it's fine. Don't worry. Like, yeah. <sighs> but she's just like a gem of a human. Oh, that's and she's great. like, you waited outside. Like, I love you. That's yeah. so nice to hear when yeah. they're nice. I All love right. Now that we've like gone off the rails right. for like an hour. Yeah. Tell, so... Back to you being 12, being in a Woody Allen movie. Woody Allen movie. Um, It was a really good experience, my first time on a set, but I got a funny story. I do a one-man show called Wonderkind. It's not really a one-man show, but I talk about my life, and I have like Broadway guest stars come in and Mm -hmm. play different people, Um, and I've toured it around, but this is one of the stories I tell. Uh, Woody Allen saw the costumers, uh, I went like a week before to get fitted for my costume. Mm -hmm. It's a really beautiful burgundy coat um like a dress jacket because i was a uh, bar mitzvah boy so then uh the day i'm on the shoot he's looking at me and looking at me and looking at me he's like i will not shoot with that coat and he's like i'm like what's going on what's going on the customers come running over to me and they're they're like he wants the buttons changed and i was like okay he wants them covered in velvet and i was like okay so we had to stop for like an hour so the customers could could just sew velvet over every button. You do not see it in the movie for anything. Like it is, it is the most. It was the most w- crazy waste of time. But that's that's his, that's his head. Mm-hmm. Like everything, he's such a perfectionist that everything has to be exactly as he sees it. So I learned something from him. I learned like you know. If you want something on set, you got to fight for it. Mm-hmm. 
that was a little small for me. It was kind of, at the time I was like, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. But as I get older, I'm like, yeah, you do have to fight for what your vision is. Yeah. So, um, I did learn that from him. Um, like it's, it's, it was his set and he could do what he wants and he had the money to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, he wouldn't let anybody look at him. Like you were, you weren't allowed to like look him in the eyes Mm -hmm. and you weren't allowed to take any photos of, of him or with him. And, um, like he would like talk to you, but like talk, kind of at his PA who would then kind of tell you what to do. It was a very weird experience because directors, I've never worked with a director like that who was like, who was not hands-on. Mm-hmm. He was the least like hands-on director. He, he was, he was weird. He was a yeah. weird, he was a weird dude. He was a weird dude. Yeah. So I want to talk about that. The Emperor's Club. Emperor's movie? Club was completely different from what Which is funny because like, I actually like know that movie and I've seen it. And I was like, oh my god, like, somebody on my podcast is going to be in that movie, but I don't remember that. That's okay, I was just one, I was one of his students, and mm-hmm. I was 16. Yeah. So I don't really look like myself How anymore. is Emil Hirsch? I loved working with Emil Hirsch. Yeah. I, I, I know there's some issues with him now, mm-hmm. being difficult, um... I loved working with him. It was one of his first movies. Not his first, but one of his first couple of movies. Uh, he was very friendly to me. I loved working with Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Jesse Eisenberg is could sit right here with us mm-hmm. and talk musical theater as much as we can. He well, is a musical theater <laughs> dork. He actually <laughs> talked about it because um, he's also a playwright. Yes. And I saw his show that he did, that he wrote with Susan Sarandon, um, that was at Signature Theater, even though it was New Group, and I can't think of the name of it, but he was on one of the, the talk. I think maybe, like, Seth Meyers talking about, um, oh, yeah, so it's about this woman who gets cast in, like, a Jewish community production of, like, South Pacific, and they were talking about, like, his love of musical theater as well. Yeah. And I have to say, like, I feel like he seems like he's a certain way, but he's really not, like... I thought he was great on Saturday Night Live as the host. He too. was. He's got so much. I think he's so talented. Yeah. And to when I knew him, he was a great guy. Yeah. Um, very awkward, but also, but like in a fun. I think way. that's like, what it yeah. is. I think there's just like this awkwardness to him. It's like kind of like the same thing with Michael Sarah, where you think yeah, they're gonna be a certain right. way. But I had to tell you, like, I mean, I didn't see Lobby Hero, which I really I did. And it's funny because the three times that Michael Sarah was on Broadway was in a Kenneth Lonergan show. Mm. And he, I saw him in This Is Our Youth and the Waverly Gallery, which was just such an incredible piece of theater. Agreed. And he was great in both shows. Yeah, he was. You know, and I think that... I thought he was great in This Is Our Youth. He was really good. Oh, he was wonderful. I didn't, like, love the girl, but... Me too. (laughs) She's going to be in Assassins. Which I just did last year. I don't, can't remember. Which is one of my favorite theatrical experiences. We'll get into it, even though we keep getting sidetracked. Nobody so. from my cast got into the <laughs> off-Broadway production. That's okay. It's fine. <laughs> we're, all, we're, all, we're all very bitter. <laughs> it is, but it, I'm sure this isn't the only production of Assassins that's going to happen in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't think, well, other than Stephen Pasquale, I don't think anybody else from the City Center production. That's true. Yeah, I don't in, think so. Yeah, it's just Stephen Pasquale. I think Will Swenson was supposed to be in this production, and then, they, then he's not anymore. I could be wrong. Moving on. So, so how did you go from like, do you, did you get an agent at a certain age or like how did that work? Yeah, I had a manager, not really an agent, Mm -hmm. like a a kid's manager Mm -hmm. who would only work with kids and teenagers. And, um, they told me about the Emperor's Club was an open call. It was Mm -hmm. crazy. There were hundreds and hundreds of people 
and just auditioning. And we had to do like an interview on camera. Kevin Klein watched all of the tapes and he like picked who he wanted to be his students in the movie. Um, yeah, so I got the call that I'm going to have to leave school for about, I had to leave school for about a month and get an onset tutor. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my junior year of high school. And it was, I learned so much during that month about acting and about Who did craft. you learn that from? Kevin Klein? Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein, just watching him work mm-hmm. is like a master class like you wouldn't believe. Mm-hmm. And then having, just talking to him, he's the most intelligent man you ever want to meet. Mm-hmm. He knows everything about film, everything about theater. He is so smart. And so he's just very... Uh, the way he presents, the way he presents yeah. himself, he's very professional, but mm-hmm. kind and mm-hmm. and giving. Mm-hmm. And like he would never go to his trailer. He would always come sit with me, like me, Jesse, Emil, Paul Dano, and like all the rest of the class would always sit at like lunch, mm-hmm. um, at the same table. Uh, there were like twelve of us. I don't remember. And uh, Kevin would come sit with us mm-hmm. and have lunch instead of going off by himself. So he was very like fatherly like 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 like, like a teacher in that, in that yeah. way so um he was amazing he was just amazing and the director michael hoffman was amazing mm-hmm. um it was a lot it was a lot <laughs> long 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 days but mm-hmm. uh i definitely learned a lot about what it means to make a movie mm-hmm. doing that do you think kevin klein also showed you what it's like to be that type of actor, you know, if you were to ever, I mean, cause I know in this film, yes, like you're kind of the lead, you know, yeah. do you think you took what you learned from him and like brought it to oh, set? Oh yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. He does this thing that he gets into a character well before the camera starts rolling. And that by the time he starts and he starts and he's building up and he builds up. And by the time they say action, like the director doesn't even bother him and say, mm-hmm. Kevin, do this, do that. They, he's in his world, and then they, they'll just say, action, he begins. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He doesn't have, he takes his, a few minutes so that by the time he, like the camera's about to roll, he knows basically how long it's going to take. He doesn't have to think. He's just already there. And that's the main thing I took from him was like, okay, I got to get ready earlier on in this, like, you know, when, when we have, when they call cut, don't really just get out of it so quickly. Try mm-hmm. to stay in the moment. And try to. It was. It was very much about living in the moment with him. Yeah. And um, it, it's hard because my role in Yes was very, very dark. Mm-hmm. So it was hard to live in that headspace. We'll get there. So, um, did you go to college? I did. I went to Five Towns College, which is like the On Long pri- Island. Long Island. It's a private school. I think like school. two of the people from Rune Five went there. Yeah. Adam Levine, and Adam Levine went there. Jesse Valentine? I don't know. Um, Adam Levine did go there. And uh, do you know Chrisette Michelle, the singer? Chris she, Michelle? Chrisette Michelle. No. She won a Grammy. Um, it or was nominated for a Grammy. We actually went to school together at Five Towns, and she's an amazing singer. What did you study at Five Towns? Um, acting. What made you decide to go to Five Towns? Uh, because it was a smaller program Mm -hmm. and the head of the department promised that, you know, I would be doing a lot of work. Mm -hmm. There wasn't, freshmen were allowed to be in whatever they wanted to. A lot of schools, they make you wait a certain, Mm -hmm. like, you know, a year before you could do a play. Mm -hmm. Um, and I knew it was a smaller program and 
another friend of mine from high school was going there and I was so afraid to go to college by myself mm-hmm. that would that definitely helped so all those things did you audition for any other schools other it, than 510 yeah 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 a bunch um I know it was like AMDA. kind of a little while ago. It was a while ago. I don't, mean, while I ago. don't mean to age us. Uh, AMDA, I got into AMDA. I uh, didn't go there. I heard a lot of weird things about it. Like, I have heard good and bad about well, it. You know, a lot of different colleges, like you mentioned, you have to wait a while. I think with AMDA, you can't really outside audition. Cannot outside audition yeah, at AMDA. Went, that was a big no-no for me. Because yeah. if I needed to leave college for something, I would. Yeah. I went to Pace University. Mm-hmm. And one of their big things was, like, we encourage you to audition outside of the program. Oh, that's great. We, you know, and, I mean, the program is a lot different now than when I went. And a lot of people I've had on the podcast I know from college. Um, and, you know, it's the same thing for them. Uh, and, you know, everybody has their own different experiences in college. So do you, so you went for acting. acting. Do you sing at all? Oh, well, I started for, I, actually, I mean, obviously, you're yes. an assassin. Yes, but. yes. I'm a, I actually started as a, as a singer. As, mm-hmm. as musical theater was my only thing I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then halfway, and I actually did, or actually, to be, okay, I did go to college for musical theater. Mm-hmm first two years and then they added an acting major mm-hmm. um and i switched over to acting makes you feel any better i auditioned for musical theater i didn't get in really yeah but then i took an acting for the musical theater i'm gonna like a, a lot on this podcast i talk about how great i am um go for it which i am toss toss <laughs> but i took an acting for the musical stage class and people were like um why aren't you in musical theater i was like thanks no but honestly i think it worked out because i'd rather be like an actor who can sing as opposed to a singer who can act, yeah, if absolutely. that makes sense. I agree. And I feel like if you're act like, you know, with acting, it kind of, it, this is just my own personal thing. Like, everybody's process is different, you know? And I just think for me, like, being an actor who can sing, I think it's just a little bit easier for me to try and figure out, like, the meaning of a song, even though I haven't done, like, a musical since I was in, like, sixth grade. Really? Yeah, I know. Can you believe it? No. I haven't been cast in a lot of things, huh. and I don't know why. It's fine. Yeah, no, I started, I did musical theater growing up, mm-hmm. besides, you know, the couple little film things I did, mm-hmm. mainly musical theater all throughout high school, did a couple plays in high school, but mainly musical theater. Mm-hmm. Um, in college, it was a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. I got, the small program was wonderful, because I got to do a play at the same time I was doing a musical. Mm-hmm. Um, and then halfway through, when once they, I think it was my sophomore year, they added the acting major, mm-hmm. if you wanted to take that instead of the musical mm-hmm. theater major. And I went to that, because I thought it was more not that a musical theater major is a bad thing to have mm-hmm. i just thought that with an acting degree it's just i can maybe teach with it or i can do mm-hmm. private coachings or mm-hmm. it really doesn't didn't make a difference but like i i i, I at st- the time you at the time i started getting right at the time i thought maybe it would make a difference and i also was getting very excited about plays mm-hmm. you know in college um more so than I had been in the past. Would you say that's when you started writing was in college or I, have you always I been had writing? I always been writing as a hobby mm-hmm. whenever I wanted to get ideas down mm-hmm. and I wrote some terrible screenplays and plays like just awful starting back from like middle school I would like write. I'm agreeing I'm because li- I wrote one in college and it was oh. you were like I don't get this. I'm like <laughs> but it makes sense to me. Oh please I wrote the worst slasher movie when I was in 
like that was like basically a copy of Scream and I know what you did last summer in junior high school I, I but I loved all that stuff like you know Buffy and all that stuff growing up yeah. so I wrote the worst You're screenplay just a big Joss Whedon fan yeah yeah <laughs> and so uh yeah but as a hobby and I knew they would never see the light of day mm-hmm. um and then I guess it was in college yeah I took a screenwriting class in college yeah. and um creative writing and uh and then I guess and it's just, here we are now. Uh, here so we are now. did you feel prepared for like your I mean, cause you've been doing it pretty much like leading up to college. Like when you were in college, do you ever have to leave to do a job? Um, I had to leave for major callbacks, but never a job mm-hmm. because there was, I thought I was going to get rent uh, on Broadway and I was. What v- part? Mark Owen? Yeah. It was very, 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 very close. And, uh, they called me, they said I was my eighth call back and they said you have to come in tomorrow you have to come in tomorrow so I, I left school to go do that and then it never worked out the show closed and I never got to do it um but never for an actual job no mm-hmm. is there a part that you auditioned for I mean other than Mark Cohen <laughs> that you didn't get that you really wanted yes there were about three in my life that I'm very bummed about that never happened that never do you came want to name through. them sure but Mark Cohen's one and another one is Princeton Mm-hmm. in Avenue Q, and another one is Tony in Billy Elliot. Those are the ones I got. Tony's the brother. The brother. Right? Yeah. Did and, you audition for the Broadway production? Yes. Yes. Did you get close to yes. it? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, another one I got really close to was us, um, Patrick and Spongebob. Well, you know, if it makes you feel any better, they were doing a lot of those regionally, <laughs> so I'm sure <laughs> at some point in your life... Yeah, maybe. You maybe. We'll it. see. I'm kind of moving to... Moving on. I'm moving on to, to film, I think, a bit we more. We move on. Just like the Chicago musical. Yes. Um, so when you graduated college, like, yeah. what was your next step? Did you feel prepared, even though you already had a lot of stuff going I on? I did have a lot of stuff going on, and I, you're never really prepared. Um, Do you think, like, because you already kind of had, like, a steady career, and then you went to college. Do you think that, like, if you didn't go to college, it would have made a difference? Or, like, are you happy no, you went No, I'm happy to... I went to college because mm-hmm. I got to play a lot of parts that I would not have played. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe think... ever because of type, or, or at least not for many, many, many years. I think that's a lot of what happened when I was... Because I'm not the skinniest person, so I didn't get cast Please. a lot in college. And um, I think there was a lot of favoritism. See, I had, since we were in a small program and... Mm-hmm. I just got very lucky in college. I got very yeah. lucky to get, to get some parts. I didn't get every part I wanted, of course, yeah. but, like, I got some parts that... Mm-hmm. I, like, I played Fred Graham in Kiss Me Kate my senior year, mm-hmm. which I was 21 at the time. Yeah. I learned a lot playing Oh, but I did a show my junior year of college where I played, like, a 60-something-year-old woman. I mean, it wasn't a far yeah. stretch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> The woman was Jewish with the Long Island accent, so, like, me in 30 years. At the time, it was 40. And then apparently, like, one of the professors was like, you believe that you couldn't even tell she was 21. Um, but I like that. I feel like yeah. you learn a lot from that. Like, the, I did The Baker and Into the Woods, which mm-hmm. is my favorite musical. And yeah. uh, um, I've done that show twice now. And mm-hmm. just, like, it was the first show I ever saw on Broadway. My first show was Late Man's I Was Five. But I'm t- I was five, too. Oh, nice. So I, I think it's different. People, people think that when I say Into the Woods, they think I'm I'm talking about the Vanessa Williams one when I say it was my first Broadway show. I'm like, oh, no, no, was no. Was it the Bernadette Peters one? It was Nancy DeSalt who replaced yeah. Bernadette Peters. It wasn't the... You know what's funny? <laughs> so, like, I used... 
I don't really work for them that much anymore, but ironically, you're what the Constitution means to me back. Yeah. My merch company actually did merch there. Oh, yeah? So you bought it for my I merch company. I bought it for your merch company. Um, I love that play. 20 bucks? Something like that. Yeah, I know my merch. Yeah, I love that play. I have a friend who, like, years ago posted a shirt, like, I spent a lot of money on this. I'm like, how much was it, 35? She goes, how do you know? I'm like, because <laughs> I know my merch price. Like, <laughs> like, if you're at a concert, like, if you get, it's like, a ladies' tee, it's anywhere from, like, 35 to 40 Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be spending, like, $80 on, like, a Keen t-shirt at the end of the month. Or a Harry Styles t-shirt, if you go to that. <laughs> Maybe. That's probably not going to happen. It's just, like... I have, I'm moving. I have to save my money. And plus, I be like, Harry Styles, or go see, like, Company for another time. I'm so excited about I think Company is more. <laughs> like, oh, I bought it, like, American Express presale. I'm, like, row case, center orchestra. When are you going? Um, I'm going March 25th. Oh, and then the 26th, okay. I have nothing. And then, like, the last week of March is a big week for me. I'm probably moving that week. Um, there's a lot happening. And then the 27th, I had the first night of previews of How I Learned to Drive, which I'll probably cry. And then the next night is my concert that I'm going to with Keen, which I've waited for them to come back to New York. Yeah, I had some friends who saw it's them been years six ago. Six years. Yeah, years. And it's ago. probably one of like the best concerts I've ever been to. They loved it too. Yeah. And I was supposed to see them when I was in college at Carnegie Hall, but they had to cancel Ooh. the tour because the lead singer went into rehab for cocaine addiction. Well, you know that happens. <laughs> that happens. So yeah, I'm just so excited. Like ugh. anyway, moving on. So college is over. What college happens is over. next? I go out and I start auditioning. All the time, like mm-hmm. a crazy person. I had an agent, but I was doing did a lot of stuff on my own. have a survival job while doing this? I did not have a survival job. Did you live I, at home? I lived at home. How I, was your feelings about living at home? Um, I felt very lucky that I lived close to Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Um, Were you so, just like, oh, I need to get away from my parents? Um, our house was very big, so okay. I didn't... Re- it wasn't so bad. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, it wasn't so bad, but of course there were times that, like, of course, a lot of my friends still lived at home mm-hmm. in our early 20s. Yeah. Um, got very lucky because we were in... Is that working? No, it's fine. It's just like, I this microphone is having a moment in time. It's fine. Keep talking. I'm okay, listening. so, um, yeah, no, I didn't mind living at home. I would help my, my stepfather's an animal behaviorist, so I would help him mm-hmm. sometimes to make some extra money in his office. Um, and then I did get a survival job. At one point, I was an usher and a house manager at the Yiddish Theater, the Folksbina Theater. They just did the Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah, and which I really wish I saw. Cause I didn't I, see it. I haven't worked there in I years. feel like I have a special connection to Fiddler, not because I'm Jewish, but um, because I did merch there for the last revival. Oh, and okay. I was, you know, merch people, they sometimes need to figure out the schedule of, like, different people of who's going to work and then, like, who's managing the show. So... I was the one consistent merch people throughout the entire run of the show, and I would only work on Saturdays. I didn't work, like, every single Saturday, because if there was a Saturday I needed off, I would request it off, um, but the production was there for years, so I was literally, that's not English, literally there the first night of previews, which was a Friday, I believe, and I just worked a 10-hour shift, Oof. and that show was three and a half hours yeah, long. long. And then I worked the final performance, so, I mean, I feel like I had... You're talking about the Danny Bruce you yeah, yeah, which I really... He should have won the Tony. He was but, great. It, but it was also the year of Hamilton. So you kinda yeah. you know, some people thought like Leslie Odom and Lynn Manuel would cancel each other out, but they didn't, and it's fine. Hopefully he'll win this year for playing Zidler and Fiddler. I think it's I think Net it's his, I think it's his year. I think it's his year. I think his only competition might be Matt Doyle in company. Or I will say I saw Sing Street off Broadway at the end of January 
And the guy who plays the lead singer, like the lead character's brother, is so fantastic in that show. I like as soon as after mm. the show is over, I'm like, he will be nominated for a Tony. Like, I, doesn't mean he's gonna win. I still think they're gonna give it to Danny. Oh, 100%. only because it's like, it's he's time. so great in it, and yeah. it's time exactly. And it's also just like. You know, it's time. Yeah, it's time. And he was wonderful yeah. in it. I'm just curious to know, like, I don't know who, like, lead actor in a musical, I think is going to be Rob McClure, because I don't really know who else's competition will be. Yeah, I can't think of anything And else. also, like, Rob McClure is amazing, and uh-huh, I uh-huh. personally think he should have won for Chaplin. Oh, I love, I loved Chaplin. Me too. Me too. Very underrated. I think if it was still on Broadway at the time, he probably could have had a really good chance of winning. But that was also the year of, like, Billy Porter. Yeah. And, like, nothing against Billy Porter, who is, like, amazing. Right. But I just think that he should have won. And then I think, like, the bloodbath categories are going to be the lead actress. So leading Mm. actress in a musical, you're going to have Katrina Lank. You're going to have Adrienne Warner. Yeah, Warren. Yeah, Tina, right? I just saw Tina, and I was like, so far she has like she's the front runner to me, but I, I also I haven't seen amazing. company. She's incredible. I was vocally exhausted after <laughs> the show, and I was just sitting there. Um, and then um, the lead and Caroline are change. Yep, Sharon. Um, I think Clark. those are going to be like the three to kind of beat, and then, I mean. It really, like, you know, there's a plenty of other shows that are coming out that I'm brain farting on. And the, like, supporting actress is probably going to be Patti LuPone. Probably. Yeah, but then yeah. you also have, like, all of the women in Six. Yeah. You know, so it's just... Who might all cancel each other out. Yeah. <laughs> and then lead actress in a play, it's either going to be Laura Lenny... Or Laurie Metcalf. Laurie Metcalf yeah. or Mary Louise Parker. Mm, good year. Good year. <laughs> I know. It's like the year that, um... They had that year, the year that Once was nominated and won everything, mm-hmm. like, I think 2012, yeah. because, like, the lead actress category had, like, Nina Arianda. Oh, such a good year, she yes. She had, you had Linda Lavin, you had Tracy something who was oh, Tracy, Tracy Bennett, Yeah, yes. and she's yes. in ha- The Hangman now. Oh, is she? Uh, yeah. I want to see it mostly because Jan Stevens, a.k.a. Matthew Crowley's in it. From Downton Abbey. Oh. She was the Beast of oh. Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I love the playwright, so. so. Yeah. Martin McDonough. Yeah. He's Danny Cable Waller Bridge. Do you know Fleabag? I I've I've watched a couple of episodes and I know her work. I mm-hmm. loved her on SNL. Yeah, she was fantastic on that. Oh, and I just want to correct myself because last week I can only think of like two SNL hosts. There were more women. There was Scarlett Johansson, Jennifer Lopez, Phoebe Waller Bridge, Kristen Stewart. Only four women have hosted this far this year. This year? Yeah, I really? think. Yeah, and like everything else has been guys. Huh. You get more women to host. Yeah. I mean, not. I mean, the women on the show are like incredible, but the women on the show this year, uh, this uh, these this current cast. Yeah. I don't know what's gonna happen. I can't even that, say. Like, They're Warren so good. Is not. What oh, what are we Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. What are we gonna do with I you? I hope Kate she McKin- never leaves because she's just. She is. A, she is a gem. Yeah. You know, a lot of people felt the same thing about Kristen Wiig, but then there's like Kate McKinnon. Yeah. Yeah. No, Kate McKinnon wins Everything. at life. <laughs> she actually, like a year, like maybe like two years ago. I was, came home, I had like a box, and I had laundry, and who was on the elevator with me, but Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon, in my building, riding up an elevator with me. she live in this building? I don't think so. <laughs> and she was in like workout clothing, I think she was like with her sister or a girlfriend or something, and I'm like, holy shit, Oh my Kate god. McKinnon. I don't know, I would have... 
I, I don't like going up to people unless it's at a stage door, so that's how I've missed many of opportunities to meet Seth Meyers, um, which kills me because I just, I love him so mm. much. Everybody knows I have, like, a deep-rooted love for Seth Meyers, <laughs> him and Ron Swanson, but mostly uh. <laughs> mostly Seth Meyers. Um, yeah, but it's like, oh, I can't make it Holy shit. Right. Yeah, anyway, so getting sidetracked again. So what kind of, like... Because, you know, you have a pretty big Instagram following now. You have over 11,000 followers. Yeah. And you have this movie, Yes. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. So Yes came from a one-man show that you wrote. It was a, t- a two-person show. I lied. It's a two-person <laughs> show that you wrote. I, I tried to research as much as I could. Um, so how did... T- talk to me about the creation of that show. It Was the show also called Yes? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was actually a pretty funny story, and it's something that... I never, ever expected in a million years. So I was auditioning and doing my concert work. I had wrote a musical called Ghost Light that yes. played a nymph, and I thought maybe I was going to be a writer, but then I missed acting, so I went back to acting. It was it was a few years there that were very messy, and I learned a lot, but also very, like, not on the right path. Mm-hmm. So um, a friend of mine said, you know, there's this festival, Emerging Artist Theater Festival, and they're accepting plays, and I know you you write plays. I'm like, yeah, I write plays, but, like, mm-hmm. just for myself, really. Yeah. He's like, yeah, but look it up. So I looked it up, and the due date for the play was already three days too late. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, well, what am I going to do? And that, so I read, I read the um, instructions, and it said, all you need to do is send us, you don't have to send us your full play, all you have to do is send us seven pages of a play. Mm-hmm said that the first seven pages of your play and we'll know if, if it's good enough. I'm like, okay. I was like, I was writing this play last year about this acting teacher and this acting student. I always wanted to go back to it. Let me go on my computer, see if I can find it. Mm-hmm. Went on the computer, found it. You know how many pages was there? Seven. Seven. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so I said... It was Kismet. I said, I got it. I got to send it in. Mm-hmm. So... I sent it in. I was like, I'm sorry, this is three days late. I was out of town. That was a lie. I wasn't out of town. <laughs> I was like, I sometimes do that. I'm like, sorry, guys, I was out of town. I was out of town, didn't see it. I was in my apartment. Yeah, doing nothing. Watching Tolo. <laughs> That's exactly what I was doing. And so I was like, sorry, I was away in LA doing something fancy, which I wasn't. And I was like, I was in LA. I just ate and drank whatever I wanted. <laughs> and sorry, 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 it's late, but here's my seven pages. And then about a week or two later, they said, congratulations, you're in the festival. I said, oh my God, now I have to write, write a play. Yeah. But I sat down and I wrote this character uh, based on teachers I had, based on the teachers I had in college. Another Did any reason. Kevin Klein go into it? Some Kevin Kleinisms are more the way I, I, I speak as mm-hmm. the character, because Kevin Klein's a much better person than this character. Um... But yeah, so but it was an amalgamation of a lot of people that mm-hmm. I've I've known, um, and little bits of my life that are true, but nothing. It's not a true story in yeah. any way, shape, or form. Um, and because I knew it so well, and I wanted to write something with two people in a room who are very different, mm-hmm. just talking to having conversation, mm-hmm. and like 
that they're so different, and yet we learn at the end they're really kind of the same. Mm-hmm. That's something like the zoo story. I love that. And so, Edward Albee. No, I'm just trying to, I think I did see the zoo story, because I saw, like, the last, they did a production at, like, Signature with Yeah, um, with both plays. Yeah, it was, like, At Peter. Home at the Zoo. Yes, yes. And I, the first one was At Home, and I just, I was literally falling asleep. Oh, what were... <laughs> I don't know if it, I could have been, like, super tired, but I was, I was... Could not keep my eyes open. I didn't then, actually was. I, yeah. I didn't. And see then I that, saw so the I zoo. Know. But I also think like Paul Sparks, who was in it, who played the homeless guy. Uh, uh-huh, he's uh-huh. a really great actor. Although his some of the characters he plays are like really scummy. Yeah. Um, but he he's a really great actor. And also seeing um, oh my god, what's his face? The other actor who I can visualize in my head, something. It's, I'm going to get it later. He was in the last revival of um, Sunday in the Park. He was in... Ooh. I'm going to look Robert Sean Leonard. Yes! Thank you! He also did Prodigal Son with Timothy Chalamet, which I wish oh. I saw because now I'm also like obsessed with Timothy Chalamet. I love Timothy Chalamet. Do you not see my Call Me By Your Name well, stickers? Well, I, I see this one. Yeah. Oh, they all are... Oh. This was a test one that came with this down here. I love it. But I also have a Timothy Chalamet Jesus candle. Never eat a peach the same way again. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have um, a very unhealthy slash healthy obsession with Call Me By Your Name. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. I think it's absolutely My brilliant. friend for the holidays bought me this. That's fantastic. Yeah. I may or may not have a tote bag of, of Timothy Chalamet that um, James Ivory, he wore at the Oscars, like, somebody oh, painted. Oh, yeah, yeah, So that artist, like, started to sell some stuff and I have the tote bag. And it may or may not be designed by Army Hammer. Well, I think that's a good thing. I think so too. Um, we uh, we made a joke on the set of the movie mm-hmm. that it was sort of like an older version with a younger, and mm-hmm. we we uh, made a joke that uh, the name of the movie should be "Call Me by Your Stage Name." <laughs> you should have done if it. If you look at my Instagram, there's a picture of me and Nolan and we like kind of posed and I did the font from Call Me By Your Name. Nice. Did um, you, you should have put a peach in it. A little peach. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. So I wrote the, so I sat down, I, I just knew the character so well and I, and I knew what I wanted to say and for some reason within a week I had a full play. Mm-hmm. Um, we did it. I cast it with like, I saw hundreds of young, younger actors here. Um, cast a great actor named Joe Blute. Um, and we did it for on and off for about four years. Mm-hmm. Um, we did it at Emerging Artists. We did it at the Hudson Theater Guild. We did it at the Detroit Fringe Festival. We took it back to New York, did it at Manhattan Rep. Manhattan Rep wanted us back for an encore. We went back to Manhattan Rep. So we were doing it on and off. And all that, during that entire time, um, we, we, like, an epilogue was added, but very little change other than like just two people talking mm-hmm. in this acting lesson. Yeah. Um, Joe, who was the other actor, and a friend of his who was a director, said this needs to be a movie. So mm-hmm. towards like our second run at Manhattan Rep, we really started um, saying like seeing how it could work as a movie, and I wrote the screenplay, mm-hmm. and we were gonna produce it through his new company. Uh, he is just uh, a film company that he was starting. It was gonna be the first thing they did, and then. All the money fell through two weeks before filming. It was horrible. We had the cast, locations, and I was devastated. Mm-hmm. Um, was Joe, is his name, the other person in the show, his name was Joe, you said, right? Yeah, the actor's name. So was that actor going to do the movie with you? We were both going to do it together. Okay. But when we did the screenplay, we when I, when I did the screenplay, um, 
I added obviously more scenes yes. and I added characters well, also, that we had already talked about. Because the original bio you sent me to put on Instagram was a little long. I wasn't able to hashtag okay. things, so that's why I needed a smaller one. But it's like Oscar Nunez from the yeah, office yeah, yeah, yeah. is in it. Yes, yes, yes. I am my friend got one me these favorite. office stickers. That's like my favorite show. I'm, of all time. I have all these little office stickers that oh. an old roommate of mine left and I took them. I love it. I love the office. I have a framed that's what she said somewhere. Oh yeah. It's like that I have a, a that's what she said in my room, like a pair. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's that, that so you, shows a very big deal to my life. Me too. Me too. Yeah. So yeah. Did he dance like Oscar at no, any point? No, he was sick on set, so he oh, just no. came and did his lines and it was very like Was he nice? Yeah, he was very nice. He was very did nice. you were you did you ask him any office questions? <sighs> you know what? We were, we were professional, and yeah. I didn't. There's um, a blooper that I just found, because on, like, my Discovery page, it's, like, Harry Styles and, like, office stuff. So there's one blooper where it's, like, Pam, Angela, when they're both pregnant, and Oscar. And they're, like, unbelievable. And he's, like, unbelievable. <laughs> the one time I cried when I met a celebrity, this was years ago, was Jenna Fisher. Mm. I actually cried. I actually saw her in Anila Butte show. That's what I, I'm talking about. I cried oh, when I met her after that show. Um, I didn't, but she was lovely and <laughs> she was I, sweet. I took a photo with her, and my cousin said we looked alike. And I oh, said, "Oh, that's so sweet." I was like, "I don't think so, but thank you." <laughs> yeah, it was like I was shaking when I met her, yeah. but that was like the that was like the most I've ever. Sh- Were, like, was she like, "Are you okay?" She was so kind about it. Yeah. She was. I was like. Because it was the night of the office finale was the same night as the first preview of the Neil Lobby play, Reason to Be Happy. And I was there instead of watching the finale. So she's like, oh, we're partners in crime tonight. We're not watching the finale. I still cry when I watch the the finale. The finale's amazing. Honestly, it's probably, out of all of the shows that have been, i followed throughout my life, that's probably like the best series finale. The, and the best, for the sure. The best part was when Michael came back. Oh. And he goes, you can't, I can't believe you came. That's what she said. And then Jim's like, best prank ever. Best prank ever. It's just... And I, I know I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. Like every time that scene happens, my heart, I always like, ah. I know. Yeah. I know. It's so good. When Jim and so, Pam got engaged. Uh, and like the best is when he's like, I bought this ring two weeks after I started dating. Oh, I love so, The Office. They I, actually have a I book know. coming out about The Office. And oh, I, they, the reason is because I also, like, if you have the Google app, they'll, like, post different, like, articles mm-hmm, or something mm-hmm. that you might be interested in. Oh, yeah. So no, there was, they like, do that for me all the time. Yeah, yeah, so there was one about, like, The Office, like, why they decided to have Andy be the manager over Dwight. So they had, like, an interview with some of the writers and all that stuff about oh. it, which I thought was interesting. They're like, oh, this book is coming out. Like, There's a book coming out? Every time I go to L.A., which is all the time now mm-hmm. I always take a trip to Dunder Mifflin which is the exterior of yeah. of the studios that they filmed at mm-hmm. on Sadequay Street I always take a trip and just like oh. yeah. I just look at it I stand there and yeah. it's like I, cause I, I always have to go visit it yeah. it looks exactly the same it's I do that with certain places in the Met Museum okay really <laughs> I'm like well, I'm go- well I love the Met it's my favorite museum um, and it's one of my like you know when you go to a certain place and you just feel like <sighs> yes. in the city? Like, I feel that way about, like, Lincoln Center when uh-huh. I'm, like, there yeah. and the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Lincoln Center is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's my, 
at night, especially. Oh, yes. I actually have a friend who works at Lincoln Center, and he, you know, like, he works somewhere, and you're just like, ugh. Uh, I don't want to be I think he's right, kind actually. of like, I'm like, we <laughs> can do this. Right. He's like, um, I don't want to go back to where I work. I'm like, I get it. I get it. Like, I don't want to go walk. to the fountain. Yeah. Lincoln Center. Yeah, it's so fun, guys. It's beautiful. Anyway, so the money fell through. The money fell through, and my publicist at the time said, listen, um, I know this guy, Rob Margulies, he directs independent films he has this company different duck and you should i'll send him the script so mm-hmm. if, if you send me the script i'll send him the script like fine so i was so depressed i was like here do you just really quickly though do you have the same cast for the movie that you no okay no 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 and is it, that like um, we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah we don't have, if there are certain things you can't talk about we won't talk about it. i mean there's a couple of things i might not be able to talk about there but um That's fine. uh we it, fired everybody but kept me we did not fire it's not the way it was it was a completely different contract and everything and joe and i had a falling out as well because um, of because of the the money situation and so he said didn't want to be part of the movie anymore and so we separated and we haven't talked since. But I, I've talked about this in interviews. I do wish he's so talented. Yeah. I wish him well. Listen, I couldn't have I, done it without him. You know, in life, and I've mentioned this before, and I was talking to a friend about it the other day at dinner, you know, there are people in my life who I was, like, very good friends with. And then, you know, things happen, and you're not friends anymore. Right. And Jemima Kirk was on Seth Meyers years ago when Girls was on, and she said something on the lines of, like, because their two characters on the show aren't friends anymore. Mm. Her character and um, Lena Dunham's character on the show. And she's like, you know, for me, I feel like you have certain friends in your life at a period of your life that are meant to be your friend. But that doesn't mean, like, in another aspect of your life, they're supposed to be friends. Right. You know what I mean? It's true. It's true. Yeah. It's happened a lot in my life as well. So that yeah. was one of them. And again, wish him no ill. I hope he's doing great. Um, he is wonderfully talented, and I would not probably wouldn't have done the movie if it wasn't for his mm-hmm. encouragement that it should be a film. Yeah. So I thank him. He's in, th- he's in the special thank you at yeah. the end credits. He didn't even want to be, but like I was like, I have to put him in it because he yeah. really, really, I mean it. Um, so uh, Rob Margulies, who wound up directing the film, read the script, and he said, let's have a meeting. It was about a week after it, it was canceled. Okay. It's ve- very fast. This all happened very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we went for a meeting and I didn't even think anything of it because I have had those meetings my whole life. And what I call them is advice meetings mm-hmm. where you sit down with someone who's like, I'll have a meeting with you. And they're like, you're very talented. This is what you have to keep doing to blah, blah, blah. I, this is not for me right now, but I just they, they, they do the yeah. favor of meeting with you mm-hmm. and it's very nice, but. Yeah. Give me the money. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. it's, show me the money. I like, you know, yeah. oh, you're very talented, but yes. So that's that. I call them advice meetings, and that's exactly what I thought were, what was going to happen. So I sat down with Rob, and he's very chill. I'm like, hi. I'm still depressed about the movie ending. So I'm like, hi, what's up? He's like, so I just want to tell you right off the bat, I love your script. I was like, oh, thank you so much, but. <laughs> did you say that? I did. But? And he goes, no, no, I really love it. I think we should make it. I was like, oh, okay, but. And he goes, no, here, like I have, I ha- I set out this, and I, he pulls out all these papers of like casting ideas and like um, filming locations and like budget. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I think we can do it for this and this. I think we can get this person, that person. I was like, hold on, really? <laughs> and then he's like, this is the, how much it'll cost, I think, and blah, 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 blah. And then he hands me a contract. 
I was like, well, I have to go home and, and read this. <laughs> I'm not just going to cite it. I'm not it. just going to cite it. It was yeah. amazing. So I was still, um, I was living with um, my ex at the time. And he was like, you got to do all the research. You have to do all the research. So I did all the research. And I didn't even look up this director, Rob Margulies. I did not look him up. And then I, because I didn't, I knew, I thought it was going to be yeah. an advice meeting. <laughs> and I looked him up, I'm like, wow, he directed this movie. I, I know this movie. He directed a movie with Josh Gad, Hilary Duff, called She Wants Me. And he directed a movie with, like, Alexa Vega and Jane Addams and Kathy and Jimmy. Like, he's done a lot of stuff. I was like, I was like, wow, okay, he's for real. Yeah. His company's for real. Cool. And so I signed the contract and we, we did it. Yeah. And my only thing was like I, I have to play the role because I've been playing it for four years mm-hmm. and uh was he okay with and, that and he said that's fine as long as we get a star for the other role and I was like okay Joe's not working on this anymore with me anyway so he said he didn't want to do it anymore so yeah let's get a star for the other part yeah and uh he was fine <laughs> with it and, how many uh, people did Noah no Nolan. Nolan? Yeah. That's his name? Yeah. Why do I keep saying Noah? And my mom does too. It's okay. Nola. Oh. No, Nolan Gould. Thank you, because clearly I can talk like a human. <laughs> um, did he have to audition for the role? He didn't have to audition. No, he was offer only, but he took a very long time for that process to happen because of Modern Family, because he has um, had to go through his agent, had to go through his publicist, had to go through 20th Century Fox to make sure that it was like good enough for someone on their show mm-hmm. to Jim. do mm-hmm. and it wasn't going to ruin his reputation in any way um so it went through like all these processes before he even read it mm-hmm. you know it's really interesting and I'm, I'm happy you're here to talk about it because you know we don't have i haven't had like a lot of people on who's like made a film with kind of like known people and it's just kind of interesting the process of having somebody who's on like a hit television show and just trying to get them into the movie and the process of like the steps it needs to go to to just have them like star in this movie yeah you know because sometimes you don't realize like what it takes to like get somebody cast you gotta have the material that's good enough Mm -hmm. you gotta um we were it really helped that our director rob margulies um actually worked with Nolan when Nolan was like three mm-hmm. on Nolan's very first thing ever. Mm-hmm. And he it was a student film when Rob was still in college. So they had that connection yeah. that like they, Nolan didn't really remember or anything, but there was a little connection there. Um, and, uh, so that was cool. If like his agent was like, Oh cool. So you've already directed him. Um, and yeah, but you do have to jump through a lot of hoops. You have to make sure they're, that they, they get the money that the price mm-hmm. is there like you know um sag minimum is not gonna work for like people like that and uh points on the back end it's all the it, it's all business stuff yeah. for a while um which i what i love about nolan is nolan is not really one for like the money and everything he's really he really is about the art mm-hmm. he really does care about the script and he worked his butt off mm-hmm. for like this character because it's a, it's nothing like luke on modern family yeah it's very dark mm-hmm. and he worked so hard he went Did to you say the, show, the movie's dark comedy or is it not more of a drama? i think it's just it's just a drama okay there's comedy in it. Yeah. But it's not a dark comedy. It is a drama. Every time we've won an award at a festival, it's been like for... 
That's oh, you drama. mean like every acting award category you've won? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't be bad. Like, yeah, yeah, I would be the same. It was, yeah, it's been crazy. Um, yeah, so we got him, and then we got, uh, well, Jenna Lee Green is a good friend of mine, and she was actually playing Annie the first time around, too, my sister character. Uh, she was... Let's be real. I know her from Sabrina. From Sabrina. Libby. Yeah. Libby. <laughs> Libby from Sabrina. So, from Sabrina's, I've been... I think she's also on Cameo. Uh, she is. And my friend's, she like, is. obsessed with her because, like, she was in, like, the original cast of Bear. We should call her. She's like, hey, girl. <laughs> Love you in this. I should call her and put her on the podcast. Yeah, why not? <laughs> hey, girl. Be like, so tell me what it was like building Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> I would totally do it. <laughs> um, we've been friends for years. and You know uh, what? You're always welcome back on the podcast. Yeah, if you want fantastic. to, we can do like a twenty-minute podcast called "Like Who Will Pick Up the Phone." Who will pick up the phone? I yes, have, I have numbers in there. You would die. <laughs> you tell me this, but you don't understand. Like, there's a reason this podcast is called Other Things because I'm like also a huge entertainment junkie. I have a huge entertainment knowledge base, so it's like my thing. I have numbers in there that. Yeah, this would be very excited about. <laughs> you will show me once this is. Okay. We're not gonna call them no. because I, I promise. Like people think I'm crazy, but I'm actually like I'm very respectful. I'm not gonna be like, oh, what's that person? What's up? Unless it was Harry Styles. <laughs> I don't have his number. <laughs> Imagine I have Niall Horns though. Okay. No. Who's the most famous person in your phone? You don't have to say. Okay. No, I could say. Okay. But fine. I mean, it depends on level of. Who do you think is the most famous person in your phone? Um, I think probably, probably Nolan. Okay. I do, I love Modern Family. But like, I mean, based on like, but like, based on like, Mm -hmm. like like the society, but Mm -hmm. like, if you go by Broadway, I mean, there's more fame, probably if you're like Broadway famous, like, um, Rachel York, Daisy Egan. I have a Rachel York story that I'm not going to mention in my podcast. Um, Oh, okay. Like, like, um, Hunter Foster. I love Hunter Foster. So my friends and I, like, I think my freshman year of college had this, like, long-running joke that he was stalking me. Carly Carmelo, sorry. Well, no, the reason I say that is because, like... Hunter Foster? Yeah, because, like, every time I was, like, in the Times Square area or something, I would always see him. And so, like, the running joke was, like, oh, Hunter Foster is stalking me. And then when they had, like, Bank of America in Times Square, I'm literally standing outside of Bank of America, and, like, inside of Bank of America was Hunter Foster and his wife. Mm. And I was like, he's stalking me. And then my family, my my chair is squeaky, guys. You're welcome. Um, when he did the producers, I went with my mom and my two sisters, and I made them stand outside of the stage door. <laughs> and, like, nobody was there, and he took forever to come out. I'm like, no, we're meeting Hunter Foster. And... I met him. You, you met him. And I have a photo with him. It's glorious. Oh, okay. Actually, no. Either, either, maybe I think somebody else. Either Laura Venanti or, um... Hold on one second. Okay, either Laura Benanti. Laura, Laura Benanti or Rachel Bay Jones. We'll talk after the podcast. Like, I don't know which one you think is more famous. We, I, they're I, all they're all. I have phone. stories about lots of people. Carly Carmella. I don't think are, is appropriate to mention on said podcast. Okay. But they're all on my phone. <laughs> that's right. Are they all friends with you? Or they're like, hey, what's that motherfucker? Oh, Ariana DeBose. She, yeah, yeah, she's great. I actually, you know, I will say when I saw <laughs> Tina... Not Tina. Summer. Summer. I had so much fun at that show. I did not get to see her. I saw her understudy. Oh, I saw her understudy. She was yeah. great. No, well, she's doing fantastic for us. She's, she's doing amazing. Be Anita, Anita, and she, the might, she could get nominated for an Oscar. 
I would maybe, and then um, she's so happy for her. She's been working her butt off for so many years. Yeah, I always, I always say like I don't know these people personally, but like the people that I do know, that are just genuinely like very nice, good people, Mm -hmm. and they're super talented. Like there's this guy I went to college with, Brandon Contreras. Contreras. Hope I'm butchering his last name. I can't say last names apparently (laughs) today. Um, he was actually just in the Almost Famous musical. And oh. he's, he does a lot of regional stuff and, like, concerts. And he is, like, and I want to get him on the podcast. I haven't asked him. But he is one of the nicest and loveliest people. And he's also just, like, so talented. And I'm just happy when people like him do very well. Yeah. You know? Nice people do well. It's a, yeah, it makes me happy, too. Yeah. And also, like, you know, horrible human beings. Well, there are a lot of those. Yeah. I mean, luckily, the two people I despise the most in the world, I don't think, are pursuing acting. So that's, I'm okay with that. That's good. Let them not make it. Yeah. I know it's, like, really bad to say karma and all that. But, you yeah. know, like, if you've been screwed over and, like, treated sure. a certain way, you know. I, I get it. I mean, I don't wish any, like, I don't even wish, like, somebody getting, like, a cuticle. Like, I feel yeah, bad for I, wishing that Yeah, me too. I don't wish ill will on people. But, but, like, you know, I don't wish bad ill, but, like, I'm okay with them, like, not pursuing a career. Yeah, like that. sure. You know, pursue something else. Let me pursue it. Oh, I've seen and... people who don't deserve it making it, and it, I don't like, I don't like to see that. But, yeah. and well, that's just more of a private thing I have with myself. Well, there's also like, like know, another thing too, and I think I mentioned it on the podcast with like meeting people that you're fans of, and then like you meet them, and they end up being like horrible. Mm. Like there was a person who <clears throat> was in one of my favorite musicals of all time, and they were in a musical that I did merch at. And there was a party afterwards for this show. I don't want to, like, name the things because you can probably figure it out. I'll tell you after the podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't want to name it on the record. But, you know, I went up to them. And everybody knew how excited I was that this person was coming into the show. And I was like, oh, my God, we're going to get to the show. Like, I love them. Anyway, so, after, like, at the party, I went up to them. And I was like, you know, you're this musical that you were in. I saw you in it. It's my favorite musical. Like, you just don't get over something like that. And then they said... You're the second person to mention that to me. That show was six years ago. People need to get over it. Oh, I need to know who that was. <laughs> I was like, per And I walked away and I'm like, this person's an asshole. And like, one of my really good friends who I did merch with, he's like, oh no, I remember that story because you came up to me right after when it happened. And like, cut to when like, School of Rock was like auditioning people. There's uh-huh. an actor named Noah Weisberg. Mm-hmm who was, like, sitting in the lobby of one of the hotels I was working at. And we were kind of, like, eyeing each other. I think because, like, I was, like, I knew who he was. And I think he probably figured that I, I don't know. But he ended up coming up to me and we were talking about, like, life and all that stuff. He was actually auditioning for um, the roommate Ned in School of Rock. And I was, like, that actually would be really good for you. Uh, and I mentioned that story to him and he was like, I, he's like, that's horrible. Like people should just be grateful. They have a job. Mm-hmm. They should be grateful that, you know, people are coming up to them still about work they did at one yeah. point, you know? And for me, like, I'm not saying that one day I will have that, you know, especially with my line of work. Like I always, I work as, I work in hotels. Like I work for a concierge company. So the hotel that I work at, I'm not technically a concierge. But even if I'm in a mood, I don't take it out on a guest because for me, I and I even say this to guests, like, I'm not going to treat you how I would not want to be treated at a hotel. Like, I want to mm-hmm. 
you know, I'm there to help you. I'm there to make sure you have a good time. Because if I want to go to a hotel, I don't want to have, like, an asshole helping me. Right. I mean, there does come a point where I can only take how many people are telling, asking me where a fucking bathroom is. Yeah. <laughs> and I get an attitude about that. And when you were saying the end but, you know, with your meeting with the director, I was like, oh, I say that to people with the, uh, the bathrooms. Like, <laughs> oh, bathroom? Bathroom? It's that way. Yeah. So, <laughs> I got it. But, like... I don't know what it what it what is it like for you? So like this movie now is in all these different film festivals. Yes, a lot. You know, you you started to get a little bit of a following. Mm-hmm. I think you have like three thousand Twitter followers. You have a, over eleven thousand Instagram followers. Yeah, because that's because of Nolan. Nolan has yeah. over a million, mm-hmm. and I posted something with Nolan. The first time I ever posted yeah. something with Nolan, I was like, whoa. Yeah. My younger <laughs> like... there's a singer out there named Madison Beer who's going to be twenty one. She actually. Um, I'm from Long Island. I have a 20 year old sister who's going to be 21. They actually were like very good friends when they were younger. Like she was one of the girls who like brought my sister into her bat mitzvah. And so because like my sister was like tagged in a photo with her, she got more followers. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. That's what happens. It was crazy. Um, yeah. So my Instagram's, I don't even, I'm more on Facebook, but my Facebook's, I have a different name on Facebook Mm -hmm. because too many, um, once the movie's trailer came out mm-hmm. and people saw that it's, there's a little sexuality in there with me and Nolan. Mm-hmm. Spoiler. It's not really a spoiler. It's in the trailer. Um, I got... Do you, I got do you bone? <laughs> no. <laughs> but we, we do have some moments and... Sexual tension? More than that. Uh, <laughs> do you blow at each other? What? <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. Hange, nothing. A little hangy. Uh, no, no, it's you have to see the movie. Um, Is there a smooch. Okay. I'm just I'm nodding one way or the other. No, yes, maybe <laughs> see the movie, guys. Um, but a lot of people would send me very weird messages. Like I get messages like. Ooh, do you spank Nolan in the movie? Did you ever get to see Nolan's feet? Oh, you guys, do you guys get to make out? I want to watch that. And I got these messages on Facebook. So then I, I changed my Facebook name. So you have to. I'm actually private on Instagram for my personal account, but mm-hmm. my theater enthusiast and other things podcast at theater enthusiast podcast Instagram handle. Yeah. Um, I only have like 42 followers. Um, uh, but I'm not private. Follow her. Guys. <laughs> um, so yeah, things get yeah, weird. I'm as, soon yeah, as, like, but, as soon as you get like a little bit of recognition, yeah. Things so get like weird. my private Instagram, like you can you can't see anything, and then like I'll have people like friend request me. There was there's this like one salon in Baltimore that for a while like kept like requesting to follow me. So I had to send them a message, and I said, I don't accept people I don't know mm-hmm. to follow me on Instagram. Plus, like I don't fucking live in Baltimore. Right. And then they did it again, and like months later, and I was like, guys, no. Yeah, I keep my Instagram pretty open for if that's like yeah. more professional. My Facebook yeah. is more private. private. It's my I post more on Instagram because I think I'm more private on there. And like Facebook, I'll post like Broadway and like <laughs> I'm going to see Girl from the North Country tonight, so I'll post like Oh, I'm seeing a show, oh, and then like I, I I'll also that. post like Hey, new episode with your name on Instagram on Facebook that I'm not going to mention on here. Um, yeah, just be like. Take a listen. It's fun. Yeah, I do have a I do have a Facebook official page. Mm-hmm. I can say Romeo official. I mean, you Facebook. can always post on there. It's fine. Yeah. Promotion. Promotion. You can go on. I have my Facebook, Instagram. The That's Twitter. Good. The Twitter. The Twitter. The Twitter. <laughs> so, so you have the cast ready. And yeah. Where did you film the movie? In Brooklyn, Manhattan, and L.A. 
Very nice. So yeah. how long was the filming process? Okay, so my director and I like to have a debate about this. Mm -hmm. He says it was nine days. I say it was 11 mm -hmm. because of two pickup days that he doesn't count. So I'm going to say, since he's not here, I'm going to say 11 days. So it was, a, it was, it was quick... very quick. Mm -hmm. It was very quick. And what I loved about it is that it was like theater in the sense that we did one um, day we filmed 23 pages, mm -hmm. which... I was just like, yeah, let's just keep going because this is what I'm used to. Mm -hmm. and was there any improv? No. No? At the end of the day, they were like, no, we've never filmed this many pages. And it was because it was just me and Nolan that day. And we both knew our stuff so well. Mm -hmm. And it was just easy to get yeah. through it. Did you rehearse before you filmed? I went to L.A. and we had two days of rehearsal because he lives yeah. out in L.A. Yeah. So I went to L.A. and we had two days of rehearsal two weeks before mm -hmm. he was coming here to film. Yeah. I know that like on Inside the Actors Studio, James Lipton would always ask, like, do you like rehearsal before a film? Yes, <laughs> for I'm, sure. You know, I always imagined being on Inside the Actors Studio myself. That's why I'm going to ask the questions later on. Yeah, but I, I love always it. Said, I think I would like rehearsal because, you know, I come from a theater background and that's what you're used yeah, to. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And also, we had not, at that point, we had never even heard him read the part. So we were both like, we hope he's good. <laughs> <laughs> so then he's not going to listen. Maybe he'll listen to this. But, like, if you listen to this, Nolan, we were so happy when yeah. we, when you were amazing. You're great so, on Modern Family. Yes. He's also, like, um, he's... I don't know what it's called, but apparently his IQ is like... Mensa. He's in Mensa. Yeah, he's yeah. Mensa. He's very smart. Mm -hmm. But nice. he's also very nice, but also he's very silly. Like, he's like, he's like, he's still a kid. Like, yeah. you know... He's like 18, right? Well, he's 21. He's a kid. He's a kid. Yeah. <laughs> he That's was like 19 our old farts when we filmed... in our 30s. <laughs> yeah, he was 19 he when we filmed so the movie. Young. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he was supposed to be 17, and That's he was fine. 19. That's fine. People play younger. Couldn't really cast a 17-year-old in the movie because of... The sexual Because of reasons. Because of reasons. Because of reasons. <laughs> um, so now that the film is done, what's the next step after filming? Um, so we submitted to all festivals and we got in our, a really big festival we got into was Dances with Films, which is in LA. We premiered at the Chinese Theater. Oh, wow. Which was crazy. So that was like um, a week of like just literally 13 days of just like nonstop interviews and red carpets and parties. They treat you like... Okay. Everyone gets treated like, you know, mm -hmm. the biggest star in Hollywood at that at that festival. It was crazy. And then you you we premiered, it was like a Saturday night, nine o'clock, on the at Grammon's Chinese Theater. It was like, what is going how was my how life? How long is the film? An hour and forty one minutes. Okay. It's like a normal length of a film. That's cool. And so then we've just done a whole ton of festivals and uh we just um uh, here, uh, where have we gone? We've gone to Florida, we've gone to Las Vegas, we've gone to Niagara Falls, we've gone to, um, Nevada, uh, not, I just said that, uh, what's the other one? The Na Nashville, uh, uh, we did three in LA, we did two in New York, um, two in New Jersey, uh, we've been in London, we've been in Italy, we've been in Finland, we just had a Finland premiere. So, my <laughs> question crazy. is, so, you have all of these, like, film festivals that you're in. What's the next step after movies in a film festival? What we're like gonna this? do is we have a sales distributor, and um, we've I've had a contract with him since before even the film festivals, and we're looking for the best deals to see what we want to what we if we want to release it, um, release it in short term in like maybe just New York and in, in LA, and 
on demand like a week later. No matter what, though, we're going to be on demand. Um, Good, so we all can watch it. Yeah, by the summer. Mm -hmm. Streaming and iTunes and Amazon and hopefully all that. Um, But we'd also, we'd like to get a theatrical run for a a limited theatrical run. If that doesn't happen, that doesn't happen. Um, It will definitely be streaming by the end of the summer. Um, That's that's the goal. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. That's great. So let's talk about all world. of the awards that you've won. All of them. Let's let's <laughs> boost your ego a little bit. Oh, so um, our mutual friend Elliot is the heapy Dylan Baker for it an did. award. Yeah. If you Dylan Baker, I'm like, okay, I know uh, who that just, is. That's awesome. Just last week it was that we were at Beaufort, uh, the Beaufort Film Festival, which is one of the bigger ones. Uh, the best, most amazing time they had. A, they had a really cool festival. It was like being at the Oscars. Like they had like the best actor, and then clips from the movie. It was very cool. And um, Dylan Baker was nominated, um, and so was Joe Pantoliano from The Sopranos, mm-hmm. who's an Emmy winner. Yeah. And so <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna win this, and I did win. There was a, it was great. <laughs> yeah. Do you still like? Do you give acceptance speeches? I, I mean, yeah, I did I did for that. Did I, you think <laughs> your former co-star that you had a falling out with? Um, not that last time, but sometimes mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. It depends. I've had to give... A, I hate this. It sounds so arrogant, but I, I've had... Listen, that. you... Believe me, you are very nice and humble, <laughs> and I think I am very arrogant on this podcast because I'm like, I'm great, but I'm also like, ah. So you, it's fine. I've had to give a lot of acceptance speeches in the last few months, and so they, they all change a little bit. Um, sometimes I write what I want to say. Sometimes I write just a list of names, and sometimes I don't write anything. And, uh, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> I have, uh... How many awards did you win? Thirteen. Oh, well. <laughs> it's a lucky number. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's five. Th- that's uh, just me. The movie's won more. How many? What, Actually, what I, I don't. Uh, I don't know. Has it won like a best film director? Yeah, the best film, best director. Has it won like a screenplay award for mm-hmm. you? Yeah, I've won one screenplay award and one nomination, mm-hmm. or maybe two screenplay awards. Uh, but I'm talking about thirteen actor awards. Yeah. So. Uh, not including like the other ones. Right. So, so now, how much longer do you, th- are you still like in film festivals with this movie? We're, we're, we're still, up, we're, we're coming towards the end mm-hmm. of it. Um, did you try there, for like Tribeca? Or yeah, yeah, we festival? didn't get into Tribeca. Um, unfortunately, that's very, very political. <laughs> yeah. I feel like <clears throat> Tribeca and like the New York Film Festival usually has like, I'm not saying that your film isn't big, but like movies that are like a little bit bigger with like names in it you know like bigger names yeah does that make sense i'm not saying that yours isn't no i'm very happy with this like this is the this is the level i wanted this movie to be you know we didn't want it to be any bigger than this it's supposed to be like Mm -hmm. this this it's supposed to cost what it costs and look the way it looks and it's to me it's perfect the way it needed to be done so Noah was nine, so it's been like a two-year process, pretty much. We've like been, filming, we and... fin- finished filming in two thousand eighteen, and yeah. we came out two thousand nineteen of June, was when we first premiered the movie in LA. So it's been many years with this film. Feels like yesterday, but yeah. Yeah. So, what did you do like between filming the movie and it being over to like before the film was like in festivals? Um, I did two shows here in New York. Mm-hmm. I did uh, something at Theater for the New City mm-hmm. um, called The Wrong Box, mm-hmm. which was a musical. And really, so much fun. 
And then I did Assassins at the Secret mm-hmm. Theater, Long Island City. Very nice. So what's, what's your next step? With... Well, next step is we have a couple more festivals we're waiting on, so we'll probably do maybe two more festivals with Yes um, before it gets released. And, uh, and in May, I go out to L.A. to shoot my next movie. Can you talk about that or no? I can, because we just uh, announced the title and everything today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called uh, Bobcat Moretti. Mm-hmm. It's about a boxer. Well, not he's not a boxer. It's a guy who's um, had a lot of shit thrown at him in life. Lost his family. He's downward spiral to drugs and weight gain. And just, Are you playing this character? I am. I was... I'll tell you how how it came to be. I was hand-selected, right? Maybe? Yes. Just explain. Well, what had happened... Who's directing it? My same director from Yes. That's great. So what happened was uh, someone in in the Las Vegas premiere loved the movie. Mm -hmm. The producer. And he said, I have wanted to do a movie, this movie, for years. Mm -hmm. About this guy who finds redemption through boxing. Mm Mm-hmm. I wanted to do this movie. I have not found the right actor or the right director until I saw your movie. Wow. And so we were both commissioned mm-hmm. for the movie. That's so great. And uh, based on, yes, yeah. based on the movie. So uh, it's kind of it's, like that improv game, Always Say Yes. Always Say Yes. That's why it's called Yes Guys. And I it's an no amazing idea. role. And I'm, I'm the offers are starting to go out this week for the, we've got, some pretty big stars interested very excited that we can't talk about now, that we can't talk about but maybe you can tell me after the podcast. i can tell you after <laughs> I, like, I like all the gossipers um, i won't say it to anybody it's though. the one that like you know everyone's like hopefully this is the one that really puts you on the map yeah. i'm like listen i'm happy with just working and like yeah. um but it is well, an that's amazing really, part I know that's what's like kind of so great about you because i feel like sometimes actors like i don't actually like well, I've interacted with the, with the, again, I can't speak today. I've interacted with those types of people before, but I'm not friends with them. But I think that there are some actors who are just like, oh, well, this is going to be my big break. And blah, blah, blah. No, you can't think yeah. like that. You can't think yeah, like that. Yeah, and I think no. like someone like you. Just you're be just lucky. Like, just be happy exactly. that you're doing the work and you're doing art that you're proud of. Because, you know, there's millions of actors out there. Yes. And, you know, I think it's hard work and I think it's luck and, you know, you should just be fortunate enough to be able to get to do this because, you know, oh, there yeah. could be some other person who, you know, there's another person lined up or, you know, there's a lot of non-working people who would love to be in the position that you are so you should just be really be grateful that... You get to do I'm what you do. so grateful. I have people, I don't even realize it sometimes. Like you know, mm-hmm. people in my life are like, "Can I, 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 can I just audition for one line in the movie?" I was like, "Well, I'm not casting it, yeah. but I can." You know what? I'm tell gonna, people. I'm I can, gonna, I can I'm gonna tell... do a premonition for you. Okay. I feel like, however long when you're finally on the Broadway, on the Broadway, successful yeah. career, you're gonna have somebody come up to you and cry at the stage door. Yeah. Okay, and I will. It'll I be will me. be so nice. <laughs> I will be so nice to them and give yeah. them a huge hug. You know, I just thought like if I was well known enough to like be on Broadway and like do it at a stage door, like it would be the same thing. Like at work, like I would try and be as gracious as I can because I was in that position of going to a stage door and wanting to meet a certain person. Yeah. You know, so I would. I've always had that in my head, like how I would treat somebody who was like, "Oh my God, I love you." Or like, oh, can I have your autograph? You right, know what I mean? Right, right, right. I, I you got to be nice. Yeah, there's no need to be an asshole. There's no need to be an asshole. I mean, listen, everybody. I understand ha- you're tired. I understand. Yeah. I get it, but yeah. like, mm-hmm. 
my biggest problem is like the disrespectful factor. Like I remember a couple of years ago, I was walking by Columbus Circle and I saw Tracy Morgan and he was walking down the street and he was on his phone and some guy like runs up to him to get a selfie. Well, it's different. Like, you don't you don't want to be disrespectful like that. Yeah, and but... I was like, that's so disgusting. Mm-hmm. But these are like questions. Don't worry. Got it. We're keep talking. You're fine. Well, no, I was just like, I had won an award in L.A. and my, I the, I don't know if you ever know the story of um when Hillary Swank won her Oscar for yeah. a Million Dollar Baby. And she forgot to thank her husband. No, well that's oh. no something else. Oh no, Cry she, Baby. No. Uh, Boys don't cry. Yeah. yeah. No, but this is for a million dollar baby, and she went to the In and Out Burger. Yeah. With her Oscar, mm-hmm. and so I won the, the Hollywood Moving Picture Award, mm-hmm. um, a few, maybe two months ago, and uh, so I said, let's go to In and Out Burger with our awards because my we also won Best Picture. Yeah. Let's Hillary Swank it. Let's Hillary Swank it. Exactly. I was wearing a suit, like whatever, and so my friend was videotaping me like he was a paparazzi. Like, it was very funny, and so I walked in with my award and we ordered our burgers, and someone came up to me and was like, "What is that? What's that award? Ah, are you an actor? Who's your agent?" And it was very aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> and I was very rude. Yeah. <laughs> but then I found out later she was a casting director who was interested in my look for something. Oh, no. So then I wound up talking to her and giving her my information and I am up for a TV show now. But, like, <laughs> but um, were, were you just like, I'm so sorry. I said, I'm so sorry. Was she like, it happens all the time. <laughs> it was just like a weird way. I, so so I have learned, be nice to everyone because yeah. you never know who's you going to go. Yeah. It was late, though, and it was an an out burger, so it it just seemed very, it was odd, and I was tired, and I was like, so yeah, just be nice to everyone. You never know who's So this movie is filming out in L.A.? We're filming half in L.A., half here. That's very cool. And And then anything after that, or you just... That's because it's a year-long process, because I have to lose weight for um, the movie. I had to gain weight for yes, I have to lose weight for this. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a very long process. Yeah. Just do it healthy. Trying. Weight Watchers, <laughs> cut out yeah. the carbs. Um, so, is there anything that you want to discuss on this podcast? Like, like, do you have, like, this is what you should act like in a theater? Or is there something important that you think the listeners should know about? Oh. I know. There's so many things. Or would you rather mm-hmm. just talk about your top-going theater experiences? First? Yes. So, top-going theater experiences. That's my theme song. Okay. I also have one for review it. Or just go <laughs> review it. And that's it. Uh, best I of my... I kind of like want to hide my questions so you don't see them. Okay, okay. <laughs> best of my life. Mm-hmm. The first thing that pops into my head was, is uh, Fiona Shaw in Medea. Mm-hmm. Um, 2000, I think it was. That was, that show changed my life. I didn't know what was, what hit me when mm-hmm. I saw it. I was just sitting there. I had a panic attack in the theater, but it was, like, the best kind of panic attack. Um, It was... I did not know that theater could even move me to that level of terror... Like, how terrified I was and how shaken and moved I was. I couldn't... For days after that, I couldn't even, like, think straight. I had a, like... I knew who Fiona Shaw... I know who she is, but I'm, like... I had a Harry like, Potter's aunt. <laughs> Excuse me. She was in, um, look who's, no, three men and a little lady. Okay. She's that, in a lot. Yeah. She, that, yeah. And she's in Fleabag. Fiona she, Shaw. Fiona Shaw in anything. She's amazing. Yeah. 
She also had that one-woman show on Broadway a couple years Which ago. I also loved. I, I didn't even see it, but I know you could, like, go up on stage mm-hmm. and, like... Yeah, it was really there. cool. She was sitting in, like, a box with a crow. It was, like, very yeah. odd. Or a raven. I don't know. <laughs> it was some there. bird. Some sort of bird. Some bird. <laughs> but, yeah, I love I love me some Fiona Shaw, and that production of Medea was phenomenal. Where was that production? That was on, on the Broadway. On the Broadway. On the Broadway. Brooks Atkinson, maybe. Sure. Yeah. I think that's where it was. Um, other ones, uh, of course, my first Broadway show, Into the Woods, I remember Into moments of it. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of the movie? I actually really liked the movie. I did too. I thought it was long, but I do remember saying, like, when I was going to see the movie, I put on Facebook, like, going to see Into the Woods, or what I would like to call Chris Pine wearing tight pants. <laughs> I really liked it. Yeah. I thought I thought Meryl, of course, was great. and Yeah. I thought everybody was really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy Miss and James Corden. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think, it, you know, I think James Corden gets kind of a bad rap. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was talking to somebody about this the other day, and apparently, like, like, oh, I have a friend who went to the taping, and he seemed like an asshole. I think there's, like, a different persona that he puts on for his, like, late night show. As yeah. As opposed to, like, what he's like in real life. I, got, I met him once. It was at a stage door. And oh, I met him many times during and History Boys. He was, it was, uh, the, not History Boys, it was, uh, One Man, Two Yeah, Dinners. and he was very, he was very yeah. nice. Yeah. I, I was, still have that autograph on my wall. I'm so, I was so hoarse after seeing One Man, Two <laughs> That show was so funny. I, it was so, I actually have the History Boys poster. Um, that's like one of the shows that I'm still to this day obsessed with. Mm-hmm. Good, and, good um, yeah, I saw it 10 times. And, nice. um, it's nice to kind of see where everybody's careers went, and I think yeah. the most well-known is probably James Corden yeah. because of the talk show, um, and like Dominic Cooper and Russell Tovey is now back on yeah, Broadway yeah. doing Virginia Woolf, and my favorite was Jamie Parker who played uh, Scripps, and he was oh, Harry, Potter. Harry Potter. That's right. Yeah, okay. when I I saw Harry Potter, well, it was Harry Potter, but I also was like, I am seeing Jamie Parker's Harry Potter, and I even went to the stage door because there's a photo of him and I when I'm like 19, and I wanted to reenact it, but he didn't come out. Aww. And I was so upset, but at the same time, like if you've seen Harry Potter, like. I understand why he didn't come out at the stage door on a Thursday night. Like, oh, yeah. It's a very demanding role. I saw it twice. I've both seen it. parts. Of... I've seen it three times. I'm like, what's that? It's wonderful. It's there was just one wonderful. part in the second act that happened where, spoiler. Oh yes, yeah. scared the crap out of me. I <laughs> jumped into my friend. I was like, oh my god! And I got out of my seat, but I like went into her, and she's to this day does not remember that I did that. Oh no, I did too. <laughs> yeah, it was, I did it too. It was, it's yeah. great. It's great. It's so good. Man. I did not see the original cast though. I saw the current cast. I I saw it like the week after it opened. Yeah, I'm jealous, but I did. I do love the current cast. They're yeah. great. Yeah, I mean, also like I went in like not not want to look at James Snyder. He was really good. He was very good, and also again, not bad to look at. <laughs> oh, he's but really the good. guy who originated the role of Ron Weasley is actually going back into the show. Oh, as Ron. really? Um, okay, so. Getting back to the shows, so it was Medea. Medea. Um, into the Woods. Into the Woods. Alice Ripley and Next to Normal. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time I saw Billy Elliot was the very first preview on Broadway. There's one of the Billies I actually, is from my hometown, and I was actually very good friends with his sister. Oh, like, yeah? Yeah, for like, you know, you know each other's elementary school, and like, we were in the same friend group in high school. So it was just really cool to be, and I saw him finally, probably like one of the last times I saw Billy Elliot before he left, 
when he was like taller than everyone. I was like, I finally get to see Trent Kowalik. Oh, and it wasn't, I saw all of them. There yeah, was... and it wasn't because I'm like, oh, it was just kind of like, oh, I know his sister. And it's mm-hmm. cool to see somebody yeah. like from your hometown. And yeah. Yeah. Um, that show was, well, so, I so, saw that a lot too. I saw it, I think, six times, five or yeah. six times. Uh, Natasha, Pierre, off Broadway, especially. But then I also saw it three times on Broadway. I... But the first time I saw it, like, my world was, like, changed. Why are we, like, not best friends? <laughs> I saw the... I actually got the tickets through work, and my life changed. My ringtone to wake me up is actually no one else. I sing that song in concert. Yeah. I can't <laughs> sing it, but I, I wish. Like, I feel like... I mean, as much as I would love to play Natasha, I know that I'm... Mario's old school. I Dumb love her, but she's my favorite. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> she's my favorite. I, I mean, as much as I mostly would play Natasha because of no one else, but in reality, like I would play the other role, and I know I would be great at it because it's just fun. Yeah. Also, be. what's her face? I can't think of names of anybody. Like, have Helene. Yes, like she would be a fun character too. Oh, she blushes as she blushes, my pretty. Well, talking about so like good. stage dooring and like people. So David Elbies, who is actually playing Ron Weasley now in California. He was in the original cast of Once. Mm-hmm. And then I saw it in the tent on 45th Street after Dave Malloy left, and I saw him as Pierre. And I so, think I might have seen him, too. Yeah, and so when I, I went to see, the stage door... I saw door, Dave Malloy on Broadway. Not yeah, me. and I went to the stage door, and like David Albies came out. I'm like, I saw you in Once. I saw you in Natasha Pierre as Pierre. I saw you in that movie that I can't think about right now with like Karen <laughs> Knightley, and he's like, beginning at I'm like, yes, I saw you in that. And now you're in this. And I got so excited. And I was like, oh, he's probably going to understudy Ron. And he was like really nice. And I think he was also kind of like, wow, I have a fan. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, he's great. Like, yeah. And now yeah. he's playing Ron. It's very exciting. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, you should come see him. I'm like, you'll have to let me know when you are on. And then like, they just like moved on. My buddy Nick Gasworth was in comment. He understudied um, Balaga and mm-hmm. Groban. He never got to go on for Groban though. You know, it's funny. So I have a huge thing about theater etiquette. Like, don't talk. Don't be on your fucking phones. Of course. So the second time I saw Pierre on Broadway, my friend, and I have a Natasha Pierre magnet that I'm looking at right now. Yeah, and I have the coffee table book that I spent way too much money on. Uh, I, I got that someone bought it for me for Christmas. <laughs> I, I bought it at the theater as opposed to Barnes & Noble when it was discounted. Um, but so my friend and I are like under one of the stairs on like the left side of the orchestra. So it was a little partial view. And some guy next to me is like on their fucking phone, like looking at shoes. Yeah, no thanks. And so then we ended up talking to him. And, like, as much as, like, it angers me with people being a certain way at a theater, in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to fucking yell at them. And then I'll just go, do you mind just turning off your phone? And I end up, like, being, like, super nice about it. And I remember when I saw Kiss Me Kate, I saw it with, like, high school students. And I turned around, like, as soon as intermission started. I'm like, guys, I know you're really excited, but, like, can you please stop talking? Like, you're ruining it for everybody. Yeah. And then that, those people stopped, stopped talking, but the other set of people were talking. Anyway, getting back to Natasha Pierre, so we ended up starting to talk to the guy, and it turns out that he's Josh, one of Josh Groban's security members. So he's like, he has to sit there every Every night night. and watch this show just to make sure nobody like touches Groban. (laughs) And I have to tell you, like, I know there was like, and I was kind of like, oh, Josh Groban coming to because I think there's sometimes. Um, a little like, ugh, why when it comes to certain like celebrities I love Josh Groban. coming to Broadway. And I have to tell you, he was fucking fantastic. He was, he was. In Pier- and I have to tell you, I thought he was more attractive in the fat suit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he just like, I remember one of the, probably the last time I saw the show, because I wanted to see it before Groban left. 
during um, Blaga, there was a moment where he actually like broke and laughed, and it was it was just so great that show. Yeah, it was. I don't think New York was ready for it. I also, I mean, I had to say, like, when I, they announced and it, it was coming to Broadway, and they're like, it's going to the Imperial. Everyone's like, you should go to Circle, Circle Square. Square. <laughs> like, what they yeah. did to the Imperial was fantastic. Amazing. It was amazing. I will say, my only concern about this season is that I think Sing Street is very, very good. It's no once, uh, which is one of my other favorites. Uh-huh. Um, I'm just worried that it's in the wrong theater because it's playing at the Lyceum. Oh, okay. Yeah. But anyway, your other tops. Um, you said Lyceum. The prom. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a, one of the most special and important musicals yeah. in recent memory. Can I tell my prom story really quickly? Yeah. So, at the end of the first act, I didn't even applaud. I was so mad. <laughs> like, right? What, oh, the I ending, was right? so mad at what happened at the end of act one. I said to my friend, I'm like, I'm not applauding for this. <laughs> I'm so mad. That's my prop story. And the end, that's so beautiful. And I also, I know Beth really well, so I got Here's to Here's my other stage. thing. And this is nothing against Stephanie J. Block, who I fucking love and adore. Me too. How Beth Level did, did not, not win, win the, the Tony. Tony. I agree. And again, that's nothing against Stephanie J. Block, because she was wonderful she was. as shit. She was. She was. She, she was. was. She was. And, like, I, I just love her. So much. It's just the role in general. You I know just, I, mean? I don't know. I mean, I thought... Beth Level, Beth Level was perfect. But kind of how great is it that she's going to be? And I, Miranda Priestly, and I, and I honestly think like mm, nobody so kind of like thought of her for that role, no. and then all of a sudden they announced it, and everyone's like, yeah. Oh yeah, I yeah. just I had it. You know, I texted her and congratulated her for that. And now it's the parallels just, of like because Meryl she, took the movie. Yeah. yeah, I will say I did see her in um, Drowsy. Yeah, and we stage doored that, and she said I smelled really good, and I never forgot that. She's the nicest, nicest person. Yeah. So real. She's so real. I fucking love Beth Level. Yes, we all do. She's yeah. amazing. I feel like everyone loves her, Danny Burstein. Mm-hmm. To me, Danny Burstein is like Broadway's dad. Me and Beth have done so many duets together. You gotta Google them. YouTube. I will. Me and Beth. We will. I will. It'll be great. We have fun. We have fun. Okay, so the prom. The prom. I'm going, uh, Audrey McDonald and I Lady mean Day Lady, Day. Yeah. <laughs> Say Lady Again, Day again you and I are the same person <laughs> I'm I, I actually did merch at that show you did so I worked it a couple of times I have the poster on my wall signed maybe by I sold it to you you might have <laughs> um, I remember being able to watch the show oh you were yeah. and I because you know if you work a show you can watch it and you know, I was like pretty friendly with a company manager actually one of my good friends who came onto the podcast he works at the theater and he does headsets and he cleans and all that. But the house manager, like, I've done a couple of shows merch-wise there. So, you know, a lot of people knew who I was. And so they, like, put a pillow down for me to sit at, like, one of the hand, like, all the way in the back uh-huh. on the side. And I remember, like, walking home after on the phone with my mom and being like, it was a master class in acting, that, that production of her. Yep. It was incredible. Yeah, it was just unreal. Yeah. Anything else? Because I feel like I keep interrupting you. No, it's... My uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking here. Cynthia Revo. Uh, I will say, like, you know you're getting old when there's a revival of a show that was originated. Yes. Like, that originated in college. And I love that, too. I I also, when The Color Purple was announced, I was like, meh. But then as soon as they announced Heather Headley going into the show, my friend and I were like... I have to say, Heather Headley and Aida. Yeah. Heather Headley and Aida. Just Heather Headley and anything? I don't want to tell you how many times I saw Aida. I was... Uh. I was in high school, so I couldn't really... 
I saw it a lot. Oh, I'm just going to say a lot. Yeah. Um, Tiny Pinkins and Carolina Change. Which I missed, but I am excited for. I don't really know Carolina Change that well. It's great. I kind of know a little. Great. I, I will say, like, for me, and I had a, a guy friend of mine on the podcast, his name is Mark, and he's like, if you think I'm a huge theater nerd, like, he's like an encyclopedia. Like, he wants to be like a theater historian. Mm hmm. Um, and I was saying how I want to watch the movie for Sing Street before I see the musical. He goes, no, I'll go on blindly. And I kind of feel that way when it comes to like certain shows, like mm -hmm. I'll know about it. And sometimes I don't mind spoilers, but that's also like the big things like cast recordings. That's why I haven't listened to all of Hamilton because I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it? Well, oh. I'm poor. And, um, luckily I, I knew, I know Mandy Gonzalez, so she got me a ticket. Well, I'm a not for free. I had still had to pay, oh, yeah. but not. I didn't. Well, pay, I didn't pay like the crazy price. I have I a way like, of price. getting a ticket, but I also am like, and I'll see it eventually. But Hamilton was never a show. I was like, I must see Hamilton. You know, that year for me it was like I have to see American Psycho because Benjamin Walker is half naked on stage. American Psycho was, I enjoyed. I was not a fan of American Psycho, but I thought it was really unique. It wasn't for me. And I always tell people just because there's something I didn't like doesn't mean that the next person's going to like it. Like, I love Once, but not everybody likes Once. Yeah, one, I liked Once. I loved the movie, too, Once. And yeah. What's her name? Kristen Milioti blew yeah. my mind. I have. I actually thought, like, if the ad of the two of them, that who would win the Tony? Like, if Audra wasn't nominated that year, Kristen Milioti right. would have won. Right. I think um, she would have. Yeah. And I definitely think that she was going to win over Steve Kazee. I don't think anybody saw that one coming. Who? Steve Kazee. Oh, yeah, 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 that was a that weird. that was the year of, like, Danny Burstein and Jeremy Jordan mm, and the other guy from mm -hmm, Follies. Mm -hmm. A lot of people thought Danny Burstein was going to win or Jeremy Jordan. Um, but with Once, and I've mentioned this many times in the podcast, I, I'm a fan of Steve Kazee. I've liked him ever since he was in Spamalot. I saw him in that. And, um, because I, I'm not getting into my Spamalot stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, many years ago... Anyway, so I got a, like a coupon in the mail and I was like, you know what, let me just buy a ticket because I will never see the show if I don't just use this coupon. At the end of the first act, I was like, wow. I went, I saw it on a matinee. I went to the box office during intermission and I bought a ticket to see it again before I saw the second act. I've done that before. That's the first and only time shows. I've ever done that. The two shows. What shows have you done that with? Next to Normal, the mm -hmm. one I saw at second stage. Mm -hmm. So I went, saw it off Broadway twice because it was the last weekend. Yeah. And um, Carrie, the MCC revival, mm -hmm. which I thought was brilliant. Yeah. I know a lot of people are like, what? Really? <laughs> Again, everybody has their things that they like, but man, and I went to the first night of previews of once and again i've told this story many times on the podcast but after a curtain call the lights went up but the audience was still going crazy like wouldn't leave so they had to make the actors go back oh, out on stage great. and it was such like a magical moment yeah. i don't remember if i got emotional or not but some of the actors like got really emotional i remember like elizabeth a davis started to cry and she was nominated for a tony for playing reza i know that was a weird nomination though yeah but then, like, Katrina Lang took the part over, and, like... That's right. She did take the part yeah. over. I didn't... I saw Elizabeth Davis. Yeah. I saw the original cast. Except for Steve Gazee, who was out for, like, ever. Well, he also... There was a lot of conspiracy around that, but it turns out that he, like, killed his yeah, vocal yeah, yeah, cords because yeah. of the... I did post on the At Theater Enthusiast podcast, speaking about my current obsession with Harry Styles, that I think in seven to ten years from now, if they do a revival of it, he would actually be a very good guy. Oh, Steve, Harry Styles? Yeah. Yeah. 
I cast things in my head. I think I actually mm-hmm. predicted the Mrs. Mm-hmm. Doubtfire musical. I put it on. I said one night, I'm like, they're gonna make this into a musical. I'm gonna put it on Facebook the next day. And I said, watch in like a few years from now, they're gonna make a Mrs. Doubtfire musical starring Norbert Leo Butts. Oh, An hour later, they announced that they were making a Mrs. Doubtfire musical. It's not starring Norbert Leo Butts, but that's still. the one my friend says Norbert Leo Butts should have been Mrs. Doubtfire. I'm not complaining. I think Rob McClure is, he is. amazing. He is. He's he's my he's actually my talent crush. Oh. My Broadway boyfriend oh. is Alex Brightman. Oh, and, Alex Brightman, he's great. Yeah, and uh, my talent crush is Rob McClure. Oh, talent crush. Yeah, I haven't even thought about that. Well, I mean, if you you saw him in Chaplin, so you kind of. I think my all around is just Jonathan Groff. <laughs> Who doesn't like Jonathan Groff? I mean, we have a Roomba that my roommate won. His name his name is JJ. We named the Roomba after Jonathan Groff and Jeremy Jordan. I love it. <laughs> well, he he was in Little. Have you seen Little Shop? I didn't either. It's I'm fine. I'm so poor. upset. I haven't seen it yet. Well, Jeremy Jordan's going into the shop. I'd rather see you with Gideon Glick just because I think he's more appropriate for the part. I think... Do you remember Max Crum? I know Max Crum. I worked with him. Yeah, he actually... I, I read somewhere that he posted... I think... No, I think he's I was so talented. about it. Yeah, and it's... I, like, friended him on Facebook, and I was watching, like, The X Factor, America's Got Talent, one of those... And I said, like, there's somebody on the show I want to punch in the face. And he actually liked my status. I'm like, oh, my God, Max Crab. But, like, no, I'm not from on Facebook. But, <laughs> we can yeah. text him, too. Perfect. Who else is in your phone? <laughs> yeah, so I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you. More theater-going experiences. Uh, or are you just, Bernadette like... Bernadette in, in Gypsy. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a production of Gypsy. I know. I know. What? I know. I really wanted to see the Patti Lapone one. And then I was on, like, winter break for college. And then they announced it was closing earlier than it was supposed to, so wow. I missed my chance. Oh my! But I mean, I have watched. Oh I have watched the bootleg of her singing "Mama Rose's Turn." You mean the one that she stopped the show? No, <laughs> that's an audio bootleg, and yeah. then the video, like you just been loopone. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Imagine with Company if that happened. Nobody do it, please. No. Stay off your phones. I'm so fucking excited for Company. It's gonna be good. And, like, it's gonna be good. I remember just loving the revival of Rattle Sparza. Yeah, yeah, it was a while I ago. Just, yeah, I don't know Company that that well, but I just remember like I have the cast recording, and I just and I really love the song "Marry Me a Little." I think it's very underrated. I sing Being Alive to close out a lot of my concerts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just a couple more people. Let's see. Yeah, sorry. Just before I forget them. Nina Arianda in Venus and Fur. Oh, sorry. Hello. My mother is texting Hi, again. Mom. Hey, Mom. She's probably texting a photo of me and not me, her and my niece. <laughs> oh, just of herself at the White House. That's great. Cool. She, oh, wow. She's in D.C. right now. It's fine. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Nina Arianda and Venus and Fur. I saw that show twice. I loved it. Incredible. Loved it. It's weird. Hugh Dancy is British, and he has a British accent, but it, his British accent sounded so fake to me. <laughs> and I'm like, he sounds better with an American accent. Yeah, he does American really well. Yeah. You know who does too? Harry Styles. Back to Harry Styles. No, if you watch him on SNL. Uh, was he, that movie, he did, Dunkirk, he yeah. was pretty good in that. Yeah, I didn't see it. He was I pretty good in it. it. No, I know. Yeah. But, like, again, my love of Harry Styles started with, like, SNL. <laughs> and, of course, August Osage County. Yes. Oh, and The Goat, The Goat. Did you ever see The Goat, Edward Albee's play? No, I did not. Oh, that's, my, that's like, probably my favorite play. I had to tell you, I, I think I saw a still persons. In... Love her. 
and I saw when they moved it to the music box, and obviously Stage County is a very long show. Oh, yeah. But it goes by. It goes by so fast. Yeah, and it's funny because they turned it into a movie. Mm-hmm. They cut out a lot. Yeah, and they also changed the ending, which the director and the pl- and Tracy Letts didn't want, but the producers were like, the movie studio was like, change it. Um, <laughs> yep. I, I saw it with a friend of mine, and I love hearing, pe- like, when I know something's going to happen in, like, a show or a movie or something, because I've seen it already, I just love hearing people's reactions. So, spoiler, if you haven't seen or know August Osage County, so when the... Um, the cousins find out that they're really siblings and they're like in a relationship. Let me tell you, that reaction in the movie theater was so great. And I was like, what? And the theater too, the actual theater, people yeah. were audibly gasping. Yeah. And he now has, Tracy Letts is now in the minutes, the show that he wrote. Yeah. And um, yeah, Ermie Hammer's in that too. He's great. Yeah, Anything Tracy else? Was- I think I've mentioned mostly everything. Like, if you... There's a a lot, though. I I know for me, like, when I first, like, our first podcast that I did of this, and I was like, oh, yeah, and this person, and that person in my head, and that person. Like, for me, I I think it's so... I'm just going to say it if I remember it, because it was many podcasts ago. So, my top is Once, Natasha Pierre in The Great Comet of 1812, Beth Lovell and Danny Burstein and Drowsy Chaperone. Oh, good. The History Boys, mm-hmm. Leah Schreiber and Talk Radio. Yes, mm-hmm. loved him. And I don't remember a lot. I mean, I remember like bits and pieces of the show. Um, I, just, I just remember sitting there at one point and saying to myself, oh, so that's what acting is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also the Light in the Piazza 10-year reunion concert. Oh, really? Because nice. that is my favorite musical of all time. Never got to see the original cast. Like Kelly was in it too. I love. Her. I did not see Kelly in it, but the tenure... she didn't do that. She didn't do the reunion. Concert. Oh no no! She did... Every all the entire original cast of oh, the okay. reunion, Good. and everyone was just like, um, even like the overture makes me cry. Like it's really bad. Kelly O'Hara also makes me cry. She oh, walked by me once I at Lincoln. Her so much. I was with one of my best friends, and she still makes fun of me for this. This is when she was doing The King and I, and we're, like, sitting at Lincoln Center, and Kelly O'Hara walks by me, and I start to cry. <laughs> I just love her so much. She's my favorite Broadway person. Yeah. And she's so nice. She's so sweet. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of, like, really nice Broadway people, which is good. There are. Yeah. There are. Like, I mean, there's a couple of duds, like the one I mentioned, but I don't <laughs> think they're well-known enough as, like, you know who I do love is Norm Lewis. Yes. I want him to sing me to bed at night. He's... Very, very talented. And I did merch at Porgy and Bess, and she was there once, because we were selling his CDs, and I don't remember what I said to him, but he did one of those, like, oh, ha, ha, and he touched my arm, and I was like, I never touched my arm. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, also, probably, like, Audra in uh, Late in, 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 uh, yeah. anything, Audra in everything. Yeah. I've seen her in quite a few things. I used to One do a really good Audra McDonald impression, but I haven't done it in a while, so I don't know if it's as good, but it's, like, in her lower register. Do like, it. So, she did Side by Side with Susan Blackwell, yeah. and she did SpongeBob SquarePants, so she was like, oh, God, it's going to be so bad right now. Who lives in a pineapple? No, I can't do it again. <laughs> I can hear it. Yeah. She's like, no. I love you, Poggy. <laughs> I haven't warmed up, guys. Hold on. I love you, Poggy. It's like in the lower register. In the lower, the lower yeah. register. And also, when I work at the Crown Plaza Hotel, I always go, the Crown. <laughs> it's my, like, Philip Winkin. 
<laughs> he was so good in that. Yeah. I used to do a really good Cure Nightly, but it's mostly like me holding in my nose. Like. <laughs> yeah, so you could see it. I do some impressions too. Like but, what? Um, Dita Menzel, Bernadette Peters, Patty LaPone. I think. Mandy the Tankin. That's my Hugh Jackman. I do what like Ethel Merman because I am Apple. always like that. Ethel Merman. Carol Channing, of course. <laughs> I can also do impressions of people doing impressions. Yes, so that's is, basically what I do. This is my impression of Alex Brightman doing an impression of anybody. Hi. I'm anybody. Because <laughs> Alex Bray would be like, here's my impression of Bob Saget. Hi, I'm Bob Saget. <laughs> He's so funny. Yeah, I like him too. I have to tell you. So, do you know who Ryan Scott Oliver is? Uh, he's a composer. Name is yes. Yeah. Oh, he's so, a composer. So and he does like those yes, rated yes. RSO stuff. He does like those like um, theater things with like Lindsay Lindsay Mendez. Yep. Sure. So when I was a senior in college, uh, Pace University where I went, they started to do like Pace new musicals. And one of the shows that they did was this musical called called Darling. And to this day, I like still really like the music from the show. And uh, one of my very good friends at the time was the lead in that show, and. So she ended up doing, like, all of these different, like, rated RSO concerts with, like, Alex Brightman as, like, opposite her. So I knew I knew who he was for, like, 10 years mm-hmm. before, like, School of Rock happened. Mm-hmm. So I actually found out that he was cast in the show before it was announced because I was working at the Heidi Chronicles and the company manager was going to work on School of Rock. And I was like, oh, who's, who's playing Dewey? And she's like, oh, I think I can tell you. Alex Brightman. I'm like, oh, wow, that's actually, like... Good for him, and I thought that was actually really good casting. Oh, he was so good in that. I will. I saw the show three times. The first time I saw it, I saw his understudy. Ugh. But I said Alex Brightman will be nominated for a Tony Award for School of Rock, and he was. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, I'm like, he's just so cute. You want to make out with his face at the end of the show. <laughs> just like so adorable. Okay, so let's see questions. Like, would you have a favorite role you've ever played? I do. Uh, the Baker in Into the Woods. Into the Woods. There's, there's like, he's so, there's so much that happens to him. Yeah. People don't even realize it. Yeah. Like, of like, people always think of the witch or the baker's wife or like, you don't realize how complex the baker goes through some shit. Yeah. And it was so amazing to play that arc. Any roles that you want? Like any dream roles? So many dream roles. Some that um, don't exist yet. Some that don't, so many that don't exist yet. Um, in plays, I really want to do um, The Shape of Things. I want to do the role of Adam, and that's so bad. <laughs> okay. 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 I'm sorry. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> I just... Okay. Let me explain something, Tim. I'm a big Neil Butte fan. Yeah, me too. I have wanted to direct The Shape of Things. Oh, direct it, please. <laughs> you, that's why I like stood up. I was supposed to direct it in college, oh. and then shit happened. And that's how I ended up directing How I Learned to Drive. Okay. But my dream show to direct is The Shape of Things. Stop texting me. <laughs> I love my mother, by the way, guys. Sorry. A professor in college told me, you have to read it. You'd be great for that part. And after I read it, I was like, shh, forget it. I was Sorry, so... I don't mean to shush you. I just... Okay. <laughs> Messages. Sorry, guys. Same thing happened last time. No, but like... Okay! <laughs> Sorry. Ugh, sorry. Sorry. Okay. Technical difficulties. No, we're good. Yeah, so... I'm so happy we met. Yeah, I mean... 
So yeah, in the movie, oh my god. I will one hundred percent direct you in the shape. Let's of things. do it, please. Yeah, I'm I'm one hundred percent here for it. I've wanted to play that part. That has since... been like, I have it. That's why I stood up. Like anybody who knows me knows that is the show I've wanted to direct <sighs> forever. That's amazing. That's my dream role in a play. Great. I'm gonna direct you in it. It's gonna please. happen. Perfect. Please. I have no money, but we'll do it. Even <laughs> if we have to do a reading in my new apartment. Okay. I'm done. Like, it, high five. High five. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> On March 6th, 2.17 p.m., Tim and I are doing a production of The Shape of Things. It's going to happen. It's going to be great. I'm very excited. I'm kind of freaking out. I've never had that reaction to before. <laughs> that was very dramatic. <laughs> I literally got up from my chair and walked away. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. No, I'm serious. Like, yeah. let's do it. It'll probably have to be once this film is over that you're doing Yeah, the probably. But, you know, after... I'll look better. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it look, you know, it's just... And it's interesting, too, because, like, he wrote the play, and now all of a sudden he has, like, a beauty trilogy. Because you also have... The sh- um, you have The Shape of Things, and then you had... Or, no, I don't... The Love Trail? I don't remember what it was called. It was some sort of trilogy because it was The Shape of Things and then Fat Pig and mm-hmm. then Reasons to be Happy. Yeah. Reasons to be Reasons Pretty. Reasons to be Pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... And Which I showed, love, Reasons to be Pretty. Well. Yeah, and then he, like, kind of fucked it up with the sequels. But... Yeah. He was supposed... They were supposed to do a production of Reasons to be Pretty Happy. Right. But then that... Nobody knows what happened to him. Apparently, maybe it wasn't very good. No, I saw a reading of it. And it was good? Yeah, no, but he... It was fine. It's just that, um, no, because, like, they dropped him, like, as the... Oh, yeah, 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 Playwright Residence. Nobody knows what happened. Someone went down. I don't know. Who knows? That's, like, the biggest mystery. Maybe you know. No, you don't. I don't know. Um, (laughs) That I don't know. So, anyway, getting back to, like, me after having, like, a fucking moment. (laughs) Anything else? Other dream roles? Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Harold Hill and the Music Man when I'm older, and Jekyll and Hyde, Mm -hmm. and Parade, Leo Frank. Uh, and Gordon in A New Brain. I don't know that show that well, but I know Jay Groff played that role. He did, and I was supposed to do it in college, and then the production got canceled. Would be great if you said Gordon Bombay from the Mighty Ducks movies? (laughs) (laughs) And Benjamin Braddock in The Graduate. I love that play. Yeah. I love the play version. I'm too old now, but, you know, whatever. You know, I saw The Graduate, like... I only have seen it once, and I never saw it up until, like, a couple years ago. Uh-huh. And my friend's like, every college graduate has to watch that movie. And I was like, I think every college graduate should watch Reality Bites. Yeah. Because I love that movie, and I grew up watching it, and then as soon as I graduated college and watched it again, it had a whole different meaning to me. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's interesting that films can do that. Absolutely. Now, aside from, like, this movie you're working on coming out... Mm-hmm. And us doing a production of The Shape of Things, which I'm, like, 100% here for. Um, where do you see yourself in the future? Like, um, I, I just want to keep on doing roles that excite me. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think you would write anymore? Yeah. Do you yeah. see yourself directing? I, no. <laughs> yes, maybe. Possibly. That's fine. Possibly. I can, again, possibly. I will direct The Shape of Things. I like telling people what to do. I directed, I co-directed Ghost Light off. At, at the signature yeah. you also did wrote it too right? yes and that was it was very hard so uh, we don't have I, to I talk think about that it I, I don't, it was a beautiful it was a beautiful production I'm very proud of it and I, I'll always love that show um, and I would love something to happen with that show at some point but I would never direct it again um, it was very hard to do that mm-hmm. and I directed the first couple of productions of Yes and then I stopped doing that as well because it's very hard to direct yourself and things mm-hmm. um, 
I definitely just, yes, I want to create um, more parts that excite me. I would love to play Jim Jones. You know who Jim Jones is? Sounds familiar. He was the cult leader of the People's Temple. Um, I'm nodding my head, yeah. You know the Drink the Kool-Aid guy? It's just so fascinating to me. I would love to write a biopic on him. Yeah. So that's something I'm working on, like a a screenplay of that. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely write again, but like... uh, I've gotten a co- I have a couple of things in the in the in the cooker in the cooker. <laughs> there's like anything like specific in your life that kind of like led led you to where you are now. Just being exposed to the arts so young. My mom was amazing at that. Yeah. You know, she took me to I say this in the one man show too. She took me to see these these classical concerts every Saturday night during the summer. Mm-hmm. I used to take like a blade of grass out and just pretend to conduct. And it was, I used um... to do that with spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's what I used to do. And like run around with my friends catching fire, like those little fireflies, fire bugs, mm-hmm. the lightning bugs. And it was like a really, just like very beautiful evenings in the summer of classical music and she took me to see theater very young and we watched a lot of movie musicals and stuff and I got into it very very young and um yeah I feel like if I didn't start when I started I wouldn't be here now mm-hmm. but I think everyone has a different path people a lot of people start later but for me yeah that was my time I had a, that was me that was that was my childhood mm-hmm. my childhood was not normal, yeah. you know? Well, that's kind of why I like having different people on the podcast because everybody has a different story to yeah. tell and everybody has a different journey and different thing that they do in theater or film or what have you. So before we get into the actor studio questions, yes. we're going to play my other favorite thing called Review It. Yeah. So you just said you, I don't remember what you said you recently just saw something. Medea. Medea, another, a different production of Medea. Yes. No, I mean, if you want to talk about this one or you can talk about something else or multiple things. Well, it's the one of the, I've been very busy, so I haven't been to the theater as much as I'd yeah. like to recently. It has to be like a film. It's, um, no, like, fuck about it. Let's just talk Medea. Medea. Medea with Roseberry and Bobby Cannavale. And who, Dylan Baker, by the way. Who I, <laughs> did you be like, hey, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. I, I have met him, but not, I didn't meet him when I saw Medea. <laughs> uh, do you think he was bitter that he lost? Uh, nah, maybe not. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I, don't you know, sorry, I was watching, much. like, sometimes I'm on YouTube and I'll just, like, stumble upon stuff and they were... Talking about to Jennifer Lawrence, like when she won the Oscar, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Did you want to win?" She's like, "Yeah, I wanted to win." Blah, blah, blah. I was like, "All right, cool." And he's like, "You're competitive like that," and she's like, "Yeah." And she's like, "There's also been times like with joy, like I'm happy that these people won because they deserved it." I was like, "All right." Well, the, I, the last last week when I was in South Carolina and I beat Dylan Baker, I wanted to win. <laughs> yeah. Like I want to beat Dylan Baker. I wanted would, to beat Dylan Baker. Would have made a I love Dylan that, Baker. Like if you lost to anybody, like would you have been like motherfucker? <laughs> No, because everyone was so talented. It was a yeah. really good group. Yeah. It was a really amazing group. Yeah. And I've been like, everyone was really, it was really just very happy to be yeah. there. Let's talk about Medea. I Medea. enjoy a Bobby Cannavale. Yeah. I always enjoyed a Bobby Cannavale. So they updated it. Yeah, um, I saw photos that are like modern clothing. Modern clothing. Different Didn't she, like, names. Kill everyone? Um, yes. It's Medea. <laughs> it's Medea. It's the same exact story as Medea, but as if. It's a modern-day modern couple going through a divorce. Yeah. Um, it's, she kills the kids and the husband, right? 
Uh, she doesn't kill the husband. She kills the kids. With a gun or not? Do you see it? Uh, you don't see it in this in this production. It's usually it's usually because it's, cause it's Euripides and it's yeah. Greek. There was no guns, so it's usually nice. knives. But in this production, there was just dirt that was falling. It was very beautiful and eerie. It was like a completely white stage. This is that BAM in Brooklyn, by the way, if Which you want to see it. they're bringing... I don't really do Brooklyn because I'm claustrophobic. <laughs> um, but they're doing... I a, live there, so... They're doing a production of Cyrano de Bergerac that With James McAvoy did. James McAvoy And I just right. want to say, and I've said this for years, James McAvoy just needs to fucking come to Broadway already. Agreed. I love him. He's like, just screw BAM. I mean, I feel like that's a very BAM production. I don't know how well it will play on Broadway. Um... But maybe he can sell Broadway tickets. I don't know. But in my head, like... I'm sure he can. I think if this was, like, a couple of years... Because one of my dream roles is Catherine and Proof. And I've always said, like, he would actually be a really good Hal, mm-hmm. James McAvoy. Mm-hmm. But I think he's too old for it now. Yeah. And I think Mark Rylance would be very good as the father. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I'm very good at casting. Yeah, him. he would be. But I also cast myself in everything, so... Of course. Me too. <laughs> yeah, getting back to Medea. So, it's like this dirt is falling all throughout. It's so one act, and this, this dirt starts falling down. Before you know it, there's a big pile of dirt. And it's almost like her whole world is getting claustrophobic and closing in on her. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she quote-unquote kills the kid she basically is just slowly doing her final monologue burying them in the dirt and that's all you see mm-hmm. as like the final image mm-hmm. um it's really quite something mm-hmm. rose Byrne is who i really had just known from comedy stuff like mm-hmm. bridesmaids mm-hmm. is truly spectacular in it yeah truly spectacular the chemistry with her and bobby Cannavale, of course they're they're together in real mm-hmm. life the chemistry is amazing, and uh, she absolutely tears the house down. She's amazing. Do you think they'll bring it to Broadway? No, because it's not selling as well as they wanted it to. I know someone who works at BAM who said that it's not selling as many tickets. I got to go for free. It's actually on TDF. Yeah, and I, my friend works for BAM, so I got to go for free. So, um, yeah, I don't think they'll bring it to Broadway because of the ticket sales. Yeah, but they're and, also And also doing, because of their schedules. I think they're doing a reading of The View from the Bridge. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we need another fucking production of that. No, sorry. I'm sorry. Don't. I just, like... No, it's the we same don't. thing with, like, Last Menagerie and West Side Story. Yes. Like, and it's, like, nothing against his new production. I haven't, haven't seen, seen it. it I don't know if I even feel like I want to, but I really like the idea of um, Isaac Powell as Tony. Yeah. Because I think he's very talented. Yeah. And I think this production is kind of like the last revival of Oklahoma where you're either going to really like it or you're not going to like Loved it. Loved it. I'm kind of on the fence of it. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. And there were certain aspects I really liked, some I didn't love. But, I mean... I, I loved it because I don't like Oklahoma to begin with very much. And this yeah. was, like, not seeing Oklahoma. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, too. Somebody said, like, they shouldn't have, like, done that with Oklahoma. The, the director should have done that with something like Carousel. R- yeah, but I don't know. I think he, I, I loved what he did with it. I really did. Yeah. Carousel is already kind of dark enough. Yeah. Um, but it's covered up very well with choreography. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I just, like, we don't need another production of... I mean, the last production they did of View from the Bridge was, like, fucking incredible. I, the same guy who you was doing was that Sarah. Yeah, because it, like, See, literally... See, I like I the one with Leah Shriver and Scarlett Johansson. I like that one, too. I will say, though, that I missed his death scene because I had, like, rushed partial view seats. So, uh, like, Je- Jessica Hecht was in front of me. Oh, uh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Jessica Hecht. Move! <laughs> uh, I love her. She's so Yeah, good. yeah. Okay, so... 
Anything else you'd like to say about Medea? Just, you should see it. It's really yeah. spectacular. It has Bobby Cannavale in it. Great. Wonderful. He did a show called The Big Knife on Broadway. Yeah, my friend said he was great. I didn't see it. With Marin Ireland. Oh, I love her. I fucking love her. Well, I was introduced to her by, um, not like literally, but uh, Reasons to be Pretty. Yeah, that's one of my yeah, dreams. So I have like I have an unrealistic uh, dream list on my phone, and one of them is to do a Neil Butte show with Tom Sadowski. Well, he's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever watch Life in Pieces? No, but I know he was on it. I follow him on Instagram. My my uh, I went to high school with Zoe Lister Jones, who's on that show. She, I saw her. No, did I see her? She, I'm also like I also love the little doc laugh. Yeah, she, like my, I saw her in that. Yeah, my role that I will be playing when I'm older is Diane. Yeah, it's a great part. Every single person I know is like, I saw the show with a friend of mine in college, and she turns to me, she goes, "You're playing that role." One day. <laughs> it's She's a great like, part. To play that role. Yeah, of course. Like the year after I graduated college, there was like somebody in the directing department decided to direct that show. <sighs> and I'm like, well, I can't go back. But the first thing cast is really good. Same thing happened to me in high school. They did the Music Man as soon as I graduated. Yeah. <laughs> it's my dream role. Well, that's musical dream role. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So. Okay. Welcome to the faux inside the actor studio. We are Thank doing... you for having me. You're very welcome. So we're gonna do now and forever how long this podcast is gonna go on, um, because I'm sure you've always wanted to be asked these questions. I know I have. Yeah. And I just think it's nice to kind of keep the tradition going. I probably so, have the answers already in my head. Oh, I do too. Don't <laughs> worry, because I I would think one day I would be on actor studio. Never happened. Well, I was. I asked Matt Damon a question, but. That's oh, another story. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have a YouTube clip. If you YouTube Matt Damon unstuck on you, it's me asking him a question. Anyway, oh. so let's start. Number one, what is your favorite word? I mean, I don't have a list. Um, we can make a list. You can say more than one. There's more than one word I don't make, so. <laughs> uh, my favorite word is probably um, harmony. Cute. <laughs> what is your least favorite word? Failure. What turns you on? Theater, really good theater. Yeah. Like Medea. Like Medea. <laughs> what turns you off? Really bad theater. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, people who are very full of themselves. Like many actors. Yeah, like many actors. Uh, what sound or noise do you love? I love the sound of. Um, when I'm backstage about to do a show and the audience chatter mm-hmm. and the orchestra warming up. It's my favorite sound in the whole world. What sound or noise do you hate? Oh, um... The cell phone going off. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like car alarms in the middle yeah. of the night. What's your favorite curse word? Fuck. It's so good. Yeah, it's so you can use it for anything. Thank you. Okay, that's why we're like no friends. Uh, what profession other than yours would you like to attempt? I, a, a teacher. Yeah. You can do it. I mean, acting. I, I do do it. I do yeah. I do acting teachers, t- acting teachers, acting teaching on teach the side. Acting. I do teach acting on the side, but I think, um, even just teaching in general would be something great. Uh, what profession other than yours would you like? Now? Would you? Again, there we go again. I have to be <laughs> what profession would you not like to do? Anything that's a nine to five. I have to sit at a desk. The whole day. But what a way to make a living. What a way to make a living. I'm so happy you did with the nails. Because that's how she wrote the song, y'all. That's how she wrote it. With her nails. Yeah. And finally, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? I would love him or her to say, um, 
we lost all the files from your teenage years, so come on in. <laughs> <laughs> and so the final question that I try to ask people as like a final, but then we end up rambling. Um, why do you think theater is important? Oh, God. I, I love everybody's reaction. <laughs> it's so loaded. Ask, it's so loaded. No, I seriously, I mean, every time I ask that question, I'd love to see people's reactions Asia. to that question. And I just also find it interesting because like, Every person's question, like, answer is a little bit different. Okay. Not only is theater brings people together in an environment that's live, Mm -hmm. you know, it brings audience and actor together. Not only is it, it's connective, like, it connects people, um, it connects people for life when you're, when you're in a show together, um, like, I think doing like high school theater and stuff or like community theater you make like lifelong friends Mm -hmm. for some reason when you go through a process of doing a show something happens there's like like a magic relationship that you don't really get when you just meet people other ways Mm -hmm. I feel I don't know how else to explain it but then when you actually do a play and it's actor and audience and like it's that give and take and there's nothing like it in the whole world that like you could see a movie but that person's not really there mm-hmm. getting your energy so it's the energy of the room um and it's just like togetherness it's so important nowadays and getting out of the real world <laughs> going inside and experiencing some experiencing something magical that's only going to happen once Granted, they do the show over and over again, but mm-hmm. that performance yeah. is only going to happen once. I'm only going to scratch my eye during that line, or you know what I mean, little things. It's that interesting performance. that you say that because I don't remember who said it, where I heard it, or anything. But this was like a few weeks ago, where somebody was like, "The difference with like film and TV and theater is that like that lives forever." Yeah. You know, and it's the same performance every time you watch it, but with theater, it's always different. Exactly. I mean, I've seen my movie about. I can't even countless times now. I can't change any. I watch. It, I can't change anything. Do you like watching yourself? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. I've gotten used to it by now, mm-hmm. but it's not a. It's not pleasurable. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I've, I'm used to it. Um, I'm used to watching myself in that movie. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, like you can watch. You can watch bootlegs. You can watch. You know. But it's not that magical once in a lifetime experience that you're experiencing with everyone in the room. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes theater so important. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we end this podcast? Oh, um, I feel like a lot of people don't respect art enough or the craft of art. And it's really not just for entertainment purposes and go see it, you know, go see art in any way, shape or form you can, you can get to see it. I know it's expensive, but there are it, ways to get, there cheaper. are ways to yeah. get, get in cheaper. And it just, it really will change you. It really does. It really will change you. And, uh, soapbox for one second. It's an actual profession. Mm-hmm. Don't ever say to an actor or anyone working in the theater or on film, like, Oh, what did you, what do you, what do you do? Oh, I, I just did, um, you know, I just did a, a film. Oh, but what do you, 
really do for a living. Because not everyone is Jennifer Lawrence. You know what I mean? I, I went to the opening night of Something Rotten. And I met a composer, one of actually the composers of um, The Prom, but I was also a huge fan of The Wedding Singer. Me too. And I love The Wedding Singer. Yeah, this was also like just after the anniversary concert that they had at 54 Below, uh-huh, uh-huh. which was like probably one of the most joyous nights I had. And this guy was there with his girlfriend who was like very like beautiful, very lovely. And I, I was like, oh, I just went to the Wedding Singer concert. He's like, how was it? I was like, it's one of the most joyous moments of my life. And we hugged. And I started talking to his girlfriend. I was like, oh, so what do you do? And she's like, oh, I'm a dancer. And she kind of seemed like she was a little ashamed of it. Yeah. And I was like, that's great. Like, good for you. You know? And I think maybe sometimes people in the industry, because of what you just said, might feel like bashful or ashamed of the don't, fact that Don't feel saying. ashamed that, like, I'm a dancer. I'm an actor. I'm a singer. That's what you are. That's, yeah, you that's your profession. That's your profession. It's not a side gig, Mm -hmm. you know, like even sometimes if I tell people like, for example, today, like I'm, I'm going to do an uh, an interview. I'm going to do a podcast. Oh, what are you going to talk about? Like, like, like somebody said to me like, Oh, you're going on an interview for a job or something. I'm like, no, I'm going to talk about my career and stuff. Like people don't get like, this is, Mm -hmm. it's not a, it's not a hobby. Yeah. This is not a hobby. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think that, if you're an actor, it's a hobby. Mm-hmm. And that drives me crazy. Well, what's your real job? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I hate that question. I remember I was, like, working at a hotel, and some woman was like, how much do, like, actors make on Broadway? And she's like, I can't believe they don't make, like, 100000 a year. And she, like, couldn't comprehend the fact that people make less than that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, just treat it as a real profession. And if you're not in the arts, just absorb as much of it yeah. as you can. That's really all I got to say. I mean, yeah. it's... A really special, special thing. And uh, I think we need to respect it more in this country and stop cutting arts programs. Well, I mean, let's not get political on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just mean, I think every kid needs to... Because we can go there, but we're not... I just think every young kid should really have an outlet to to experience it if they want. Yeah, 100%. So I think that's a lovely way to end the podcast. (laughs) Um, So... You know, when Yes is streaming, or hopefully in yes. theaters by the end of the summer, please yeah, go and see it. Yeah, probably around August. We're gonna, we're, Follow we're... Tom Realbuto on the Instagram, because on Facebook he has a different name, <laughs> I'm not even sure what it is. It's Tim Realbuto Official is my Instagram. And then also Theater Enthusiast Podcast. Is... And Theater Enthusiast Podcast. Theater with an E-R. Yeah, get over it, guys. E-R? <laughs> E-R, not R-E. I prefer an, an E-R, but people like an R-E... To each its own. <laughs> to each your own. But when I'm writing down theater locations for guests, I do write Ari. Ari. Yeah. Ari. Imagine if somebody, like, this is my friend, Ari. <laughs> anyway, so, all right. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Um, until next time. And, you know, yes. 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 <laughs>